taking off in five, four, three, two. Yeah, uh, we got a lot on the fucking docket tonight. Um, a lot to talk about before we get to anything else. Recap. Yo, we need to uh, revisit a story that we just did. Uh, what we did it Monday. We, uh, we, we, t- we did this story. Yeah, Monday. yeah, about this Jesse Smollett. Motherfucker. Yeah, this guy. Uh, this. Uh, if, I hate if, if that. This, were, this is the biggest story. Yeah. During Black History Month, which is disrespectful, <laughs> which is disrespectful <laughs> in itself. Yeah. yeah I, but this is the biggest story uh, of the month. No, it's it's very fitting, uh, and and I'll explain why. Uh, he it, could have it, done this in January. No. Or or, no. or next month? No, because you, you know what? Schedule the ass whooping March mu- first. <laughs> Don't schedule it February first. No, as much as uh, Black History Month is about, you know, again, uh, understanding Black history and 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 celebrating Black history, it's also about introspection as well. Like we gotta start looking at ourselves a little bit and be like, all right, uh, what's because we are not without blame in and of ourselves because that's like both being good and bad is what makes us human. And I think that that's, that's part of what is taken from us because of, you know, history in America is we're not, we're either extreme, either we're terrible and we're the worst in other people's eyes, or we're just like, no, we're gods and goddesses and we do no wrong ever, you know? And it's just like, no, like we're allowed to mix this shit up. So, you know, I say it's a perfect time for Jesse Smollett because all eyes are on it. You know what I mean? Now it's not a good story, but, uh, but doesn't it take away those eyes from more important things? Far more important things than a false police report, right? Cause, um, cause this is no, getting, I, I think I think this so I think much. this exposes where we're at right now in terms of everybody's need to play sort of like the victim. You know? No, no. See. I, I don't think this at all is a reflection of society, right? Oh, I absolutely think it's a, no, a reflection of society. I, I think this is it. So it, when it's we, an extreme reflection. Or when it's you a, look at why yeah, he yeah. did it, right? Uh-huh. So it was an it was solely individual. He did, in what way? He did it because he was unhappy with his salary on the show. Oh, did he? Is is yeah. that no? Like, has that where do we, where are we getting that That's information been confirmed from? By from, the, from from who? From so, where? Yeah, so this was uh, apparently it was it was staged between him and the two gentlemen who attacked him as a way to uh, kind of get pu- a bit of positive publicity. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. To then you know spin him as a victim, which then allows him to, uh, which then elevates his his presence. Right. His his stage elevates his presence on the show. Which then would put him in a position to. No, I'm saying, ask for where, where are we getting? Like, did they have text messages about it? Did they have emails about it? Yeah, so I, b- I believe there were um, <coughs> there was communication exchanged between um, him and like the guys who who beat him up. Yeah. As well as um, and and it, it's confirmed that they did it for that. Yeah. So they, the Chicago Police Department, uh, the the police chief of Chicago, did a press conference, mm. and I watched most of it. Um, and one of the pieces of evidence they used to indict him was, um the communication that they had uh, found that indicated his reasoning, which was Mm. uh, one of the things was he wanted to renegotiate his salary. He was unhappy with his salary on the show. So this was a part of that, that staged attack. Yeah. So again, that's why I'm, I'm like, this is solely individual. Like he was like, yo, I want more money. How do I get more money? I need to find a way to create some good press or some good publicity around myself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this has nothing to do with 
you know, equal rights or equal pay or equal or anything equal. This yeah. is how do I okay. get more money? Fair, fair enough. Well, yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll retract my previous statement. Yeah, this, this was probably the worst time to to, to do yeah, this. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, uh, now like, yeah. No, we're not giving gay black men <laughs> any Yo, more money. Look, check check this out. So so I'm in uh, I'm in the control room at work, and I'm um uh, so we've got on CNN, and, you know, on on one of the TVs. And uh, and they're t- they're talking about this Justin Smollett thing, um, which CNN is usually on un- unusually on their game with this particular story. I'm not quite sure why. Like they're always like the first to report some shit. It's yeah. really weird because usually they're like the second or third to like report something, and it's usually inaccurate when they report it. But this, they were on it from the jump. They were before he even did it. They were like, "Well, this is what we're thinking is going to happen." Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to do any other positive black, <laughs> yeah. black history stories. No, like, but hey, we're, we're going to stick with this Jesse Smollett thing. But check this out. So I'm watching it and uh, who do they bring on but of course Don Lemon. They bring uh, on the <laughs> residential light skin uh, gay uh, Is Don uh, Lemon gay? Yeah. What? You didn't know Don Lemon was gay? Oh, I mean, I don't care. I was just... I'm not saying you care. What I'm saying is, yeah, it's very common knowledge that uh, uh, Don, like he, he says it like on, on, on the show plenty of times. Like when Oh, uh, when Kevin Hart had the whole thing. Okay. That's why he was speaking out so uh, vehemently against it, uh, against what uh, Kevin Hart was uh, saying and doing. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just I was watching it like, God, CNN, like, did they just, hmm, like, and they're in their meeting. Yeah, they're in the meeting like, hmm, <laughs> who should we have on this segment? And everybody just looks at him like, uh, Rebecca, she's covering that story. <laughs> Michael, you're working on that project. Hey, Don, hey Don, are you doing anything? Uh, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> What's your workload look like? You know, somebody really wants yeah. you to do some shit when they ask, "What's your, What's your workload, workload look like?" <laughs> are you overwhelmed right now? Are you, can you take on another project? Oh <laughs> uh, shit! But and, and you know what? I mean, it's correct to have him because you know clearly his perspective is going to be valued. You know, in in this particular story. But it's just something that just is so funny about it to me. Like, of course, yeah. Like, they just, yeah. <laughs> I could see them having an exact meeting like that. Like, hmm, who should we get? Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I mean, Don may have wanted to be a part of this. No, story, I'm sure he did. Right? I'm sure um, he did, yeah. It's like, shit, do I allow outsiders to, to tell this story or, or Yo, perspective? Yeah. Or do I, someone yeah. who's very similar to this person, give my perspective on it? Yeah. So it could be that too, but who knows? Yeah. Anyway. So what's the, uh, what's, what's our, uh, so now that the, uh, not the verdict, but now that per, some pre irrefutable evidence is out, what do you we know, think? Cause now we can make some, now we can lean all the way into it. You know, I woke up this morning and I was like, fuck Jesse Smollett. Like, <laughs> that's the first thing you that's said. That's the first thing I saw. I was, I was eating <laughs> frosted flakes and I thought that, but you, but, fuck that guy. So throughout the day, I saw a few people coming to not necessarily his defense, but just like painting the bigger picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one person highlighted, uh, uh, Ryan Lochte. Do you remember when? Yeah. During oh, the, I remember. Yeah. 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 During the, um, uh, what was it, the Olympics in Brazil, mm-hmm. and then he fall, filed the false police claim that he but was that robbed. But that was a different circumstance. He did some dumb shit and just lied about it. Yeah, I mean, he at the end of the day, he filed a false police report about be, having been attacked by um, or robbed by these Brazilian men, right? Yeah. Um, Jussie filed a false police report about having been attacked by no, but white so men wearing the, MAGA hats. So the difference, the, the the difference in this case, for one, he he was saying that it was uh, a homophobic, racially motivated hate crime, right? Um, 
and that is much different than Ryan Lochte being in uh, where they they were a Sa- uh, San Sa- Sao Paulo or Sao Paulo uh, Paulo uh, Brazil, um, and uh, him them him and his friends like were just doing dumb shit like that. I think they fucked up like the bathroom or the gas station or they did they just did yeah. something stupid and they're like oh my god there was a struggle right you created one as a lie to get you out of a bad situation the other is just completely fabricated like so, there's but nothing but then, but there then, was no which one is worse than having yeah. hey we committed one crime so we're gonna one i can understand yeah the other what are you doing like yeah, i mean both <laughs> of them, very true but both of them are wrong right so one, yeah, yeah sure absolutely. in ryan lochte's situation we did something wrong yeah and we are gonna create a lie to cover up that wrong and that lie is then accusing other people of attacking us to cover up this lie, right? Yeah. Uh, Jussie Smollett's situation is, I'm going to create this lie to spin some good publicity in my direction to then, you know, demand more money from my employer, right? Yeah. Now, different situations, there are different variables, but at the end of the day, what is con- what is the same, right? Filing a false police report, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was the other, uh, damn, I saw another one of a, of a false police report, Um it was another like celebrity who who filed a false police. Oh, I'm sorry. It was actually like the Chicago Police Department, right? Where those, um, uh, I believe it was like four Chicago police officers who had murdered um, LaShawn. And I should remember his name. LaShawn McCoy? Um, was that the young man? It was like the 18-year-old black kid in Chicago that the police officers murdered him. And then it was four police officers. They all created this story. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I yeah. was talking about the football player. I didn't. Okay, yeah. I did it not. Was, um, and and I, should forget, I should remember his name. I apologize for that. But so four Chicago police officers created this false, fake story mm. and all filed false police reports to mm-hmm. cover up the murder mm-hmm. um, of this young man. And all of them were acquitted of the crime of both covering up a murder and filing a false police report. Yeah, that's that's worse than what Smollett did. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, that, that actually, in a weird way, is actually more similar to the Lochte thing, but it's under a, a much worse circumstance. Yeah. Like, you murdered somebody. Like Lochte, nothing happened to him. Yeah. Th- those four police officers who were covering up a murder, mm. nothing happened to them. But um, I mean, okay, so... But Jesse the, Smollett, you know, it's... People are some people are saying, "Oh, he should go to jail. He should be punished for." I don't think he should go to jail. I think he should just we should just get him some help. Yeah, he clearly needs he a needs some fine, <laughs> some community yeah, service. I, when it, and I, I guess you can make the argument. Okay, so what if they did pick some people up and but they didn't though. Like so, it's just like oh, it didn't go too far. I guess yeah. you know my and take, I guess re- you know government resources and shit like that. Yeah, whatever. Like you just my, give him a fucking fine. My and, take well, on this though is if you know if we're gonna treat one thing a certain way if the media is going to cover one thing a certain way then it should they should cover all things like but to me it's not about the media though because the media the, the media me- covered the ryan lochte thing and there's no, no chicago no, no. police the, officers the, the media the media leaned the fuck in on ryan lochte everybody was sliding him everybody. for like a week this is this yeah. has been like a two going only, on three week thing yeah only because he came out the story originally and then two weeks later it's proven that this shit didn't happen, right? Yeah, same thing with Ryan Lochte. They filed the original police report and it came out that he was lying. And then after that, it was like, you know, he issued a public apology. Well, what I'm saying, we're like, in the thick of the uh, Jesse Smollett. Like, it's it's like it's like the first week of the after we found out Ryan Lochte lied about the shit. Yeah. Everybody was fucking talking about it for like two weeks straight. Yeah. I don't know. My thing is like, it just seems like though he did something wrong, it seems like he's being 
for whatever reason uh, covered differently than we've seen coverage on in similar past situations. Mm. Or at least I want to see what, you know, once we're done covering this story, once yeah. uh, once the media is done focusing on this, what is going to be the uh, the end result? Of yeah, it? What's that, be that's what message? I'm more curious about. Or, or not even, forget the media. I'm wondering, like... Uh, you know, legally, like what's going to happen to him, right? Yeah. Because I, I really don't think he should. I mean, it seems weird for him to go to jail for that. That seems yeah, like a weird jail thing time to go is, to jail. Yeah, for that's that. too extreme. Seems strong. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's a waste of taxpayer dollars. What I think should happen is, is that uh, he, sh- they should, his penalty should be to go have to go back to Empire, but like they just make like they give him like the dumbest storylines. Like we that'd, just have that'd his character be a waste do this of. <laughs> Uh, honest people watch trying to watch a good show. That'd be a waste of their time. I, don't know, I, I, I think a hefty fine, some community service. Yeah. Um. You know, like that. And he's his career is obviously already fucked. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I don't know if you can bounce back from that. Although yeah. I don't know, people have bounced back from worse, right? I mean, Winona Ryder stole from yeah. Marshalls. Yeah. And, Robert and Downey was a belligerent drunk. Or drug head, which it would, whichever you yeah, want to choose, cocaine or something. Like yeah, that. I mean, people have definitely bounced. Mike Tyson back. bits Mighty Zero off, and he's now doing that's movies, what we like two movies. <laughs> um, but this guy, you're, you're you're a gay black man in Hollywood. <laughs> Depending, uh, he can go work for Tyler Perry. I guess, yeah. 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 Well, no, <laughs> no, I don't think I don't even think Tyler will touch him after <laughs> this. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a low. Blow. That was a very, <laughs> <laughs> that was a very low. Blow. <laughs> anyway, let's hey, let's move hey, on from hey, this. Sorry, TP. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and do this intro real quick, and we'll get to it. Yo, it's your boy T.O., as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. We are the motherfucking Fade Podcast. God damn it. The repeat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I don't check this shit before... Uh, before we start, it's a very it's a it's a failure on my part. It's that uh, Android uh, you have. Have you seen that new Android phone? Up. The one that um, it's like about the size of like my iPhone Seven that I'm holding up, right? Yeah. But the but the phone it flips opens up to yeah. a, a just a large screen. Yeah, yeah I've seen this. Uh, yeah, that, they're nah, I, I've seen I some mean, of I'm the earlier reviews it. on it. Yeah, I see some of the earlier reviews on it. And it's just like I mean, it's it's novel, but yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I'll wait to the second or third generation of that before I'm like. I'm sold. Yeah, it, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll wait till the kinks get uh, all the things people do on um, uh, on their mobile devices, right? It just would a screen that big without having to have your phone always that big. Yeah, I, but I, I've, I've actually been like thinking about this. I actually don't think I need my phone like the screen to be that big. Like, I, I'm actually fine with a smaller. Like, what am I? What am I watching that I need that much detail on my phone? If I'm on a airplane and i'm watching like you a don't movie need detail you just need something to keep you interested for two hours no i mean if i'm on an airplane and i'm watching a movie of course i want the screen bigger so if i can flip open my phone to a larger screen and watch unnecessary the movie, wholly unnecessary wait what the fuck yeah. are you talking about a bigger <laughs> screen to watch a movie is unnecessary why do we go no i'm movies? saying i'm saying th- okay if the sacrifice okay the fact that they're coming out with one that can fold, sure, mm-hmm. that's good. But generally speaking, it's been you have to walk around with these big ass phones in your pocket so that you can have the bigger screens. Like the mm-hmm. Galaxy is like fucking huge, you know. Yeah. Um, so now I can have the um, smaller phone. Yeah, that's, that's but what I'm saying. Fold it open to the bigger screen. And, and but that's what I'm saying. Also, how's that stupid? I'm saying sacrificing the bigger screen for 
just the phone being big all around. That's stupid. The fact that they're coming out with this foldable phone, that's actually great. But I'm going to wait till the second or third generation of that when they've worked out all the crazy kinks in it, you know, um, before I decide to, 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 to purchase it. See, I feel like when people say that now, it's it doesn't make as much sense as when like the first iPhone or the first touchscreen smartphones were coming out when there were real like actual bugs and glitches that needed to be worked out. You don't now, think that they're going to be significant bugs and glitches if your phone's fucking folding? But in like out? now they can fix those things almost immediately. Can they? You like. In 2019, you really don't need to wait for the second or third generation of something. You might. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. especially when a, a joint's going to cost like $8,000. I mean, that. you might want to wait till the price yeah. goes down. But, yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, But no, I, gonna, in 2019, gonna, you don't need to be like, oh, I'm going to wait till the second or third generation. I'm going to wait. I'm going I'm to hold up. I'm going to reserve that. That, to, met, that, uh, that thinking was... 2006, 2007. <laughs> no, we're, we're beyond that. Go out and get it if you want to. Get it. <laughs> okay, well, uh, uh, disclosure here: Rain works for uh, some sort of cellular company, and I don't uh, know. I'm, I'm an Apple guy, yeah. but I will say that the Samsung phone is pretty dope. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, all right. Uh, now let me finish what I did not finish in the first place. We are the motherfucking Fate Podcast, <laughs> your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any of the goddamn thing we want to talk about. Um, very packed show tonight. We've got a very interesting lineup here. Uh, and to the, uh, the, 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 the main, uh, the entree is going to be, we've got another press play for you ladies. That's right. Two in a row. That's what, we, that's what we do. Like we, we, we do back to back. We do grown shit on this show. You know, we do back to back press plays for you. Cause that's, that's, that's what we want to deliver to you. We want to give the people what they want. And I don't do back to back so yeah. often. Like ask yeah. any woman I've ever been with. <laughs> it's just been one, one time. <laughs> Very brief. Uh, yeah, uh, and it was done. Yeah, uh, I always promise. What we call that? Uh, hit it to quitter. Is yeah. that is that what we call that? I always promise. No, it's when like you. Like, oh, baby, we are gonna go two times tonight. I'm gonna hit that twice tonight. Yeah, that she, seems she, very exhausting. You know what? Honestly, she, she's like, nigga, you lying. Yeah. Well, she, she knows you're lying. That's you'll be asleep. You'll be asleep five minutes afterwards. Yeah. That's usually um, the case for most You know what I found man. very interesting is is that when you're single, you're always like. Man, fuck yeah, I go back to back. I'll triple, why not? Yeah. You know, when you're Going in a relationship, times. you're just like, I mean, maybe once. I just fuck real quick to watch this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on Netflix tonight? <laughs> Have you watched this lady's documentary on no fire? It's going <laughs> three times for, for yeah, that, an hour that, each that just, time. That's that seems lot. exhausting. No one wants to have that much sex. Honestly, I, I want to enjoy my Friday or Saturday night. I don't want to wake up the next day like, <laughs> Yo, did I work out last night? What happened? <laughs> but we do have that uh, press play on Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody oh, yeah. coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that should be a good one. Um, uh, but before then, we're going to get to some uh, some other shit going on in the uh, the the movie and TV world. Uh, first, let's talk about this uh, this Captain Marvel situation. Um, I'm actually really happy because the early reactions. I haven't read any of them, but I've seen like you know the the general vibe is uh, pretty positive around the movie, which I'm glad for because uh, I've been saying that the trailers have been let's just say trash. Um, but I've maintained that I. I trust in Marvel at this point to, to deliver, especially with, you know, they, this is Marvel's response to uh, Wonder Woman. So, you know, they had to, they had to bring some heat. They can't, you know, come soft with it. So, uh, so I'm glad that it's gotten some pretty good reactions. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen any of the reaction videos or, um, or, or um, blog posts or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the trailers were absolutely underwhelming. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm still not excited to see the movie. Yeah. Uh, what I am excited for are some recent announcements around the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before the movie starts, there's going to be a Stan Lee tribute, mm-hmm. um, which I just think is deserving uh, given his recent passing and um, just to see his body. Of, and I, I highly, highly doubt. Yes. Yeah, spoiler tri- alert for anybody who didn't want to know that, by the way. Sorry. Uh, it's public knowledge. So <laughs> didn't want to know that, uh, whatever. But is it like a, yeah? I mean, that's they, like saying the entire plot of the movie. Like it's public knowledge. What are you going to do? You know? Marvel actually announced it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Pub- yeah, I didn't know. It's, it's that public knowledge. Oh, okay. Um. So, you know, and I highly doubt they're going to be able to capture Stanley's body of work in in a two or three minute tribute before the movie. But I, I'd love to see how they piece this together. Um, obviously, it's, it's going to include maybe all of his cameos throughout the Marvel movies. Some maybe like behind the scenes stuff uh I, I just can't wait to see that yeah um after the movie there are gonna be two post-credit scenes yeah one is gonna speak to more of what's happening in like the current uh infinity war um time frame mm-hmm. the other is gonna speak to what marvel more than likely has coming down the pipeline with the uh the upcoming films yeah so uh, i'm really excited to see that the movie i'll you know i'll watch it because i gotta <laughs> You know, I got to <laughs> see the Stan Lee stuff and then a post credit and there's that two hours in between. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually uh, I'm not ex- like I'm as excited as I would be to see any other Marvel movie. I I, I don't really get excited anymore because just like I, for some reason it was everything post. I think it was Doctor Strange that I was just like I just and maybe I had this feeling before Doctor Strange, but it was really Doctor Strange that made me realize I care nothing about this outside of the actual Avengers movie, which I'm genuinely excited to see those movies, mm-hmm. all the standalone movies. I'm kind of like, eh, they're cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see Dr. Strange in theaters. I, I did see black Panther in theaters. Uh, of course. Um, I'm trying to think of other than infinity war, the, and black Panther What, were, what was the last, uh, movie I saw age of Ultron. I saw that in theaters. Uh, oh, that's very disappointing. Yeah. <coughs> did no, you watch Civil War? It was good did visually. Civil, War, Civil War, I think. Yeah, I think I saw that in theaters too. I, I was, I wasn't excited to see. I was happy I did see that in theaters because it was a great movie. That as well as uh, Winter Soldier, excellent. Two of the top Marvel movies, you know, bar none. Yeah, but I wasn't re- like I, I wasn't like oh my god I can't like you like I remember the feeling of like going to watch like The Dark Knight or going to go watch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that was the last one that I was like really oh no, or the Dark Knight Rises would be technically that. But I remember it's like fuck these fucking trailers, just get to the shit. Like yeah. I like that kind of anticipation for a movie where you're just like, yo, just give me the shit now. Like, you know? Um, I can't remember the last time I felt like that. You know, I remember watching maybe Infinity War. Yeah. And, and I think I said anything, you know, all the Avengers movies. But And I think the more uh, expensive going to the movies gets. Yeah, the, <laughs> the less excited. The, the less I'm anticipating it. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I remember when you used to be able to go to the movies with, like, you know, your girl or, you know, someone you were interested in. Right. Yeah. Um, now it's like, fuck that. Yeah, like, you got you to gotta take out a loan you know, in order to go. Hey, baby. Yeah. You buying your ticket? Like, you got to make some. If not, I'm going solo. <laughs> Well, you got some like major decisions. You're like, do I pay my heating bill this month? Do I pay or... my student loans? Or do I go to movies <laughs> with Britney? Check out this <laughs> fucking new Marvel movie. Um, do I pay my car note? <laughs> but how do I get to the theater? If I Well, they got Uber. We got Lyft. Yeah, yeah. We'll make it work. <laughs> if anyone's car was ever repoed, like yeah. when they got out of the theater. 
Oh shit. That must have been the that, most like that's the equivalent ever. I remember we talked about the the last podcast of like Frank Lucas getting you know arrested during church. That's the equivalent of getting arrested during church because it's like everybody's there, everybody's watching, and I can just imagine you standing out right outside the theater. Just as Frank Lucas stood there alone, like, damn, you yeah. really gonna do this? But at least Frank right Lucas, now, everybody, he was big, he accomplished a lot, he had a lot of money. <laughs> you know, he was somebody. It was just like, okay, you know, you got they, me. They weren't re- repossessing his 2014 Honda yeah. Civic. When, when they're repoing your Honda Civic after you just left the movies with some girl, it's like, uh... <laughs> and they yell as they're leaving, well, shouldn't have bought those tickets. She's like, I'm gonna call. The other guy I've been talking to to come and pick me up. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Um, and do you call her Uber? Like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. This you you'd want to, but she respectfully declined it because she just feels sorry for you at that mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, no, you're gonna need no, that. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll call my own. That eight dollars, you're probably gonna need that. Oh shit! That I should would, I shouldn't be laughing. That's definitely not. Or funny. do you just yeah. lean in and be like? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot to pay my car note. You still gonna let me? You still gonna let me? You still gonna let me? <laughs> yeah, I don't think any person who respects themselves can let that happen afterwards. Uh, okay, so this uh, Captain Marvel uh, post credit scene as well as pre credits scene. Um, I I think I'm over the whole either pre or post credits. I I just I don't really care anymore. I just because it's like. And I think we talked about it a little bit before the before we started recording. Um, it, it's like you know on TV when they hit the hit you with the to be continued, and then they give you like some sneak peek for next week's episode, and it's just like, all right, well, I guess now I have to tune in next week. But so what does this mean? Are are you not going to watch it? Are you going to be one of those people who gets up and leaves? I might not, honestly. What? Paid all that yeah, money? You gonna get up and leave? You gotta watch this shit. You know, you know you're tra- gonna watch. I, I don't want. I don't want to hit traffic on my way out. You know, you know you're gonna watch it. No one's gonna. For the people who know there are post credit scenes, yeah. you're gonna watch it. But they're so dumb. Like I remember, what what movie was it? I remember it was after post credit, um, and I was just like, "This is stupid." I remember after the first, not Infinity War. Uh, I guess it was. But even in the Infinity the, War post credit scenes were kind of dumb. Even like that, the Civil War post credit uh, scenes were dumb. I remember after the first Avengers movie, there was a scene where they were just sitting in the shop. They were all eating. That was gyros. That, I, or I something. can see why you say that was stu- that was stupid. But that was kind of like just funny, like because it's like, yeah, like yeah, you would go fucking just get some shawarma after you finish just saving the fucking I, city. I, I, I want to see a clue to something. I, I don't know if that. I, I don't like. I, I I'm tired of this. Like, just let the movies like stand for themselves. That that way they can be their own like individual thing versus like being. Although I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I was very disappointed when I first watched uh, I watched Man of Steel in theaters and it didn't have a post credit scene. I was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing right now?" Yeah, I was very <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, it's such a DC move. To, yeah, to, it, to it really continue is. Continue yeah. make the all the wrong moves. <laughs> yeah, DC is just a disappointment all around. Uh, and here's who else is a disappointment. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's mm-hmm. a disappointment for a number of reasons. For one. Um, I don't think I'll ever forgive her. She uh, she divorced uh, my man uh, Chris Martin. Uh, shout out to Coldplay, um, uh, and I've never liked her since then. Um, I can not that I that. not that I really cared for her in the first place, but that really just kind of drove the nail home. Um, but she came out and she said, "Oh, I'm retiring from the Pepper Potts thing, but I'll, I might do some cameos if you need me." I'm like, "Look, 
Pepper Potts was the best thing to ever to happen to you <laughs> in the past ten years yeah. of your career. I, I'm looking back at her, um, her, her the movies she's most known for her filmography on IMDb. Yeah, there's some Shakespeare movie. Yeah, yeah. what's that? Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that won the Oscar that I was thinking about the other the, the last time, and I couldn't remember what it was. Okay, um, um, Sliding Doors. I don't even know what the fuck that shit is. Yet. And then there's Iron Man three and uh, Iron Man. That's um, what she's done in the past ten years. So, uh, she, apparently she was in Spider-Man. Oh, she had a small little scene in Spider-Man. Um, Homecoming? Homecoming, I Yeah, guess? yeah. She, yeah, she was, uh, yeah she, was, she was in it. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm not seeing much of anything. Uh, well, okay. So, the, the, and this might be because Fuck. she came out with her, uh, her shit. Uh, it's called Goop. Oh, she was in Contagion. I did like Contagion, but I don't really remember her. Yeah. Uh, is with most roles she's in. Yeah. Uh, so, all I'm seeing is a bunch of... Movies I've not seen and yeah. Iron Man. So well, well so she she's got her like uh, I think it's like a self help thing or some shit. Like it's called it's, it's called like goop. goop. And they get women to do just stupid things. Like they have this egg that they uh or this like glass egg that they put inside a you know they tell the woman put it inside their vagina and say hey it's a rejuvenation kind of situation or it helps like with your energy or some shit. Then they have these stickers. That like this is I'm surprised you you haven't heard about this like this is it's a very funny thing uh, it was like a, maybe a year or two ago that uh, I was hearing all these stories they have these stickers that they're like oh these are energy stickers that you put on your body and it helps with your chakra and all. shut the fuck up wait that's a real thing I thought it- it's I'm sure it's on her thing that you're looking at now it'll 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 say it uh, but uh, but yeah and and I think they actually got sued I might be making that part up but. I want to say they got sued and then they had to be like stop like advertising the shit as like because it was just misrepresenting what it actually was like you can't sell me fucking Kmart stickers and be like but we're gonna and they were selling it for like two three hundred dollars like a pop fuck that yeah <laughs> you know uh so maybe we should just give it up to uh Gwyneth Paltrow uh uh we, we should we should give it up for her because she's, 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 yeah, she's a hustler yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she's, she's like, a she might be Nigerian. I don't know. Yeah, I was literally yeah, yeah. about to say she's one of them Nigerian <laughs> scammers now. Uh, but Gwyneth Paltrow, you are fucking. Uh, what, what what word am I looking for? It's ungrateful. Ungrateful. Okay. Yeah. Actually, ungrateful. I don't remember anything she's <laughs> good she's done outside yeah. of Iron Man. Yeah, I'm and trying that, to that think of, good. but that's been consistent work for her for the past couple of years. So I, I would say it's been consistent work. She she get, her last major role was in Iron Man three. Uh, and everything else has been like she's been in it for five minutes and then peaced out. It was Iron Man. 3. I wouldn't call she that had, major she had work. a small role in uh, again the, the Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, uh, some decent residuals coming out of those films. Yeah, the the residuals are what's gonna help her out here. But like, like I don't think she it. she's selling stickers for three hundred dollars. I, I don't egg, think she egg needs pussies. Was it a, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. A pussy egg. Pussy egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Do those work? Are you, do you have the, I don't know, I don't even know if temerity is the correct word to use in this situation, but I'm going to use it anyway. No, I don't know what that word means it. anyway, so. <laughs> I'm going to consider gonna, it disrespect. you trick me with words that I don't know. Uh, you're going to have the temerity to ask me if they actually fucking work. No, they don't fucking work. It, it, it's just like any of these other people who are selling, like Alex Jones is always selling these fucking like, 
you know, uh, protein something something that yeah. it really helps out with your masculinity. It helps you be a man. And you know that like, that, that like wristband people wear that helps yeah. with your, like equilibrium Does and chakra though? alignment. Like who did we who did we run did we run this by signed? Where's Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson when you need him? Where did he sign off on this? I don't yeah. think he signed off on that paper. All that. of those things are bullshit. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You're not gonna. No one's ever gonna sell me on any of those shit. Wear this ankle bracelet and you'll be. <laughs> Your, your balance and equilibrium yeah. in your body will yeah. just feel so much lighter. And then you, I'll be doing one of those um, infomercials. Like before, I bought this. I, I always felt unbalanced. Yeah. I was always tripping. I put on this bracelet, this ankle bracelet, and then voila! And now I never even tilt. I feel great. Never even tilt. Get the fuck out of here. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, Yo, you know what my favorite ones are? Yeah, the ones for the knives, where they show, <laughs> where, where they show someone cutting a tomato, and then like they completely just don't even try to cut the tomato. They just fucking smash it, and then pretend like it was the knife fall. Like my knife isn't sharp enough. And then they get this. Like they new, take a butter knife, and they're yeah. like, "Man, this is so tough. <laughs> How am I ever gonna live without a sharper knife?" And then they get like the this iron chef's knife, and then they just slice through it very beautifully. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. But that being said, I would buy one of those bad boys in a heartbeat. The iron I need chef one of them knives. shits in my lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I need, I need that shit. Uh, three payments of thirty nine ninety nine. You, you too, can have your iron chef kitchen set. Oh shit! And I, I like how. It comes with way more shit than you actually buy. Yeah, like they like they give you like they're like, and if you buy it today, we'll throw in uh, a toe massager, and it's yeah. like, what? what? <laughs> we'll throw in an entire new living room set. Like, what the fuck? How? How does buying this knife set gives me give me uh, a, a fucking entire living room set? <laughs> Yeah, like with the like, ottoman, like, like your someone's gonna come and mount my TV. The, for shit, me. the shit you're giving me for free is worth more than the shit you're selling yeah. to me. What, what, what type of witchcraft? None is of that it? makes sense. <laughs> They're like, hey, listen, we've got your credit card number now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. That's all we wanted. You'll pay us oh, back. You boy. just don't know. It <laughs> yeah, when you see some random charges of four, uh, three, four hundred dollars a pop, you know, yeah. every month. After those three know. charges of thirty nine ninety nine, <laughs> then it's one charge for three thousand dollars. <laughs> like, oh, you didn't see that? And they act indignant when it doesn't go through. They're like, "Yo, we try to charge three thousand dollars. That shit didn't go through. What's up, B? Like, <laughs> like, like they just get somebody to call you on the phone. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mr. Finley, we um we, we tried to charge a credit card of three thousand dollars. It didn't go through. So if you had your card with you right now, just read those numbers to me. It's like, whoa, whoa, oh, you nice bitch. Yeah, I, I like how they're talking about. I like how they try to lull you into just giving uh, giving them information. Yeah, just go ahead and read like, that card just, number uh, to me. Yeah, all, all you have to really do is just give us the card number the and then the, uh, the CV code on the back. And yeah, we'll be good to go. We'll be squared away. Is this your correct billing address? Okay, yeah, that's what we thought. Like, how's your day going? Is, the, is everything okay? Do you need Yo, anything? You know what you the worst talk? ones are? Have you been getting a call from the police department? No. Asking for donations? Oh, shit. I have been giving, uh, been getting this uh, call from this, uh, this number has, has 705. And I remember, like, whenever I needed to call somewhere in, like, either the state or, like, the city, it would always be a 705 number. So I'm like, why is somebody from the city or state calling? I'm not answering. Yeah. Leave me a message. Yeah, and it's I will. the police department yeah. asking for donations because they got to cover those lawsuits. <laughs> for all those kids they're killing. Jesus the families, Christ. They got to pay yeah. them back. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's um and all the over overtime hours that police Yeah, no, that's really what they're paying yeah, for. They're, we gotta cover this overtime. Yeah, that shit is the dumbest thing. Like you have the fucking goal to like, oh, uh, you know, um, you know, we do all this hard work and you know, nobody respects us and so not only are you just beating people up for no reason and yeah. hassling people for no reason, but you're doing it very unnecessarily in overtime. Yeah. Like how did you work three hundred hours this week? <laughs> Officer Williams, I saw you at Dunkin' Donuts yeah. five times. There's no time. There's no way. You no could. way you work 300 <laughs> hours between Monday and Wednesday. There aren't 300 hours in, in, in that time in frame. The 72. You, you clock 300. Don't fucking ask me for 50 dollars, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you bitch, you. <laughs> All right, what else? We got? I don't know. I can, I can go on that yeah, for a little while. You're really good. Um, all right, so all right, so we talked about this uh, Captain Marvel Gwen and Paltrow thing. Um, all right, uh, Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan. What are our thoughts? Uh, it's just come out that uh, Chris Hemsworth of uh, Thor and Avengers fame is um, he will now be playing the uh, the what did he they used to say before his name the in, incomparable hulk hogan no that doesn't sound right the, no sounds way wrong yeah um yeah i forgot what the the incredible hulk hogan or am i thinking about the incredible hulk i think i'm I think you're thinking yeah. about the incredible hulk yeah, yeah. yeah um I, I really did mix that up so i'm looking back at the chris hemsworth movies outside of uh anything marvel yeah we've got snow white and the huntsman that was a pretty big movie for him we've got I'm seeing some here. Bad times at the El Royale. I yeah, seen yeah, that, that's that's actually I, I want to see that. It's, I, I it do looks like a very well. interesting movie. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna look at look for the movies I have seen. Really I know there's like Rush, um, right? Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's a miss. That was a uh, hard miss. Black Hat, which I did see. Yeah, it's like the hacker movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Rush. Yeah, I saw that 2013 movie. Yeah, about the uh, the Formula One race car driver. Yeah. In all of the movies that I've seen Chris Hemsworth in, mm. outside of the Marvel movie where he's playing playing Thor, he's he he feels very much the same. In Snow mm. White and the Huntsman, Black Hat, his like presence on screen, it's it's very much Chris Hemsworth in a new movie in a new role. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, he doesn't. I've not seen him own a role in such a way that I forget that's Chris Hemsworth. And and I say that I mean. Obviously, on the last episode, we reviewed um, um, uh, Stars Born, Mm -hmm. right? The way Andrew Dice Clay Mm. played his character and uh, uh, Lady Gaga or Ali's father, Mm. you sometimes didn't even realize you were watching Andrew Dice Clay. But I I think that's unfair because Andrew Dice Clay has had a very specific character over the last lifetime. And if Chris you, Hemsworth all he had to do, Thor. all he had to do was not have his hair black, and we're like, "Who is this? I, I don't know who this is." All Chris Hemsworth has to do is not carry a hammer and have the blonde, <laughs> beautiful hair. Here's what I'll say in defense of Chris Hemsworth, though, is is that it, ironically enough, I think it was in his last turnout uh, as Thor, actually his second to last turnout as Thor uh, in Thor Ragnarok. That he actually did give us something a lot different than what we're just used to seeing. Of course, we got all the action and shit, but yeah. we, what we got with Thor three was a very comedic Chris Hemsworth. Uh, his charisma seemed to like pop more than it usually does on on screen. Um, and and it's, I, 
I'm I'm more I'm okay with him doing whatever he wants, thinking that okay maybe as he develops his career we'll see a lot more range when he's allowed to. Yeah. A lot of these movies that you're saying are roles that aren't necessarily no made I mean, for like exploring different realms. Black Hat of, Rush. Yeah, I, I, I would say those, those would are say, very different movies that challenge. So in Black Hat, he was playing a real. I'm sorry, in Rush, he was playing a real person, right? Yeah. Um, so you in, in a role like that, you have to do your research. You have to really embody who that person is in real life. Yeah. Um, and and who was he playing? Uh, James Hunt, the NASCAR driver, or sorry, the Formula One racer, James Hunt, right? Yeah. It still felt like, you know, it's, oh, that's Thor. Yeah. That's Chris Hemsworth. You know? But that was like earlier, like that was just when he became famous with Thor, right? Yeah. Is is and and of course you're gonna get you're gonna be a little green in those early years. Look, I and I'm trying it sounds like I'm trying to make excuses or I'm not really. I say all that to say him as Hulk Hogan makes complete sense when you look at his career, right? Of course you'll get somebody. You're not gonna get somebody who, you know, you're not gonna get Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> Who just came off of fucking like Wolf of Wall Street? I'm like, yeah, that guy's gonna play Hulk Hogan. I'm like, no, like yeah. you're gonna get fucking Chris Hemsworth, who's he's got the physique for it. And um, but the the thing that I'm worried about, uh, with you know, um, this whole Hulk Hogan biopic pick, is Hulk Hogan is a biopic very pick. It wasn't it biopic. I think it was biopic. Biopic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, biopic sorry. pick. Yeah. <laughs> what the I, fuck I, is that? Biopic. Is not biopic? Oh, that's that's biopic. Bio. Biopic. Biopic. Assholes say biopic. Tomato, just tomato. Say biopic. Yeah. Uh, uh, potato, potato. It's like people who say mature. No, I just think those people are assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mature. Um, biopic. Biopic. Yeah, All biopic. assholes. Biopic. Nah, I think that you're less of an asshole if you say biopic. Mm, still asshole. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know. Hulk Hogan's a very specific thing. Like the character of Hulk Hogan is a very specific thing. He's gonna have to hit the nail on the fucking head. Yeah. He's he's got to get the 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 mannerisms down. He's got to get the well, uh, you know, Mean Gene. Uh, I was just eating my Wheaties today, and all the kids out there, you know, who believe in the and I forget how the whole yeah. spiel goes. He's got to not yeah. do what you just did because <laughs> <laughs> that was you're, you're, that was you telling the, me they're not gonna call me. That was the vegan wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't actually <laughs> like the violence in wrestling oh shit yeah that, that that is very true i i did not do a very good uh hulk hogan impression there um but he has a very specific thing um that he does like you know especially like earlier in the before like the whole nw actually even during the whole nwo thing he had a very it was still kind of the same thing except yeah for his i mean he's packaged. been a, he's been that character for a long time right yeah sorry i have something in my throat yeah. so chris hemsworth is gonna have to get that down the yeah. voice the mannerisms the charisma yeah yeah the charm and i want to see if this biopic is going to also incorporate biopic. a lot of <laughs> is if it is it also going to incorporate a lot of his later life. Like, I, I think I think it will. And and I, now that I'm starting to think about it, if it's going to be a biopic of his entire life, um, then um, it's probably going to cover. It's got to cover the lawsuits he went yeah, through. Yeah, you know, with life. Uh, Gawker and all that. Yeah. Is um, it, so, which one of his his son passed away? Right in the car accident. Or did did his, it? Did his son kill somebody in a car accident? I don't know. Honestly, I I, I know that was Ric Flair's son. 
I know Ric Flair's son passed away. You know, Hulk Hogan's son too was in a was in a car accident. I don't know if he passed away or maybe he like the car accident was responsible for someone's death. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to include his daughter's shitty singing career? What singing <laughs> career? <laughs> she had the one uh, song. I, I, no, that I, was I know she terrible. had a song. Yeah, I know she had a song, and I'm, I still stand by my statement of what singing career. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and I, but look, I I say all that to say Chris Hemsworth. I Good think casting. he's proven himself as you know uh, uh, he has range. I don't think we've gotten a chance to see that range in his current state. Uh, I think he's grown as an actor. You know, since you know he came into fame with uh, Thor. Uh, so I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see what what this what this turns out to be. E- even though this may not be one of his biggest movies, I do think this movie will uh, challenge him more so than some of the other more recent movies I saw. So yeah. I don't know. When I read about it, I was like, oh, you know, that's surprising. I like it. Uh, I hope it's good. Um, Hulk Hogan's, you know, a guy you grew up loving. And you kind of came to find out is kind of a racist motherfucker. Is Hulk Hogan? Yeah. But um. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. We, we shouldn't expect too much from him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Hulk. It's, it's like, I'm not too mad at <laughs> big raging asshole steroids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steroids are a hell of a drug. Is, yeah. is, 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 as the saying goes. Um, okay. Um, so let's, uh, let's get to another thing that we were following on from, uh, from last episode. Uh, we talked about, uh, the cringy moment in, uh, uh, a star is born where, uh, uh, Jack, right? That was the name of the movie, Jack, right? Yeah, Jackson something. Um he yes, he uh came on stage uh at the Oscars or Grammys and he was drunk and he just passed out on stage and I was like, I can't sit through this. This is hard to sit through. Uh, and so that inspired me to then go look at some of the, uh, you know, most cringiest moments in cinema history. And I stumbled upon a list from um, we should probably go with cringeworthy. I think cringeworthy. That's the, uh, yeah, I think that's the the phrase cringiest. Why is that one word? That seems like a very that seems like two words. Cringeworthy? That just, yeah. We're just making one word. Uh, no, it's it's one. It's why is it one word? It's two separate words. Isn't it cringe hyphen worthy? what I'm looking at right now is just one either they spelled it wrong on this site or uh, it's like binge worthy one word or is it binge hyphen worthy no idea I don't don't, grammar is not my forte I think there's always there should be a hyphen in between but it's like yeah one word quote unquote yeah Um, well uh, you had a nice experience at college I I clearly didn't (laughs) focus a little bit (laughs) Um, okay so they have a top 10 list of, uh, in this site, I, I don't even know what site this is, top 10, top 10 films.co.uk. You know something's just off brand when it's got .co or UK. Uh, but uh, shout out to our UK listeners, by the way. Um, number 10, uh, it's got Taxi Driver, Scorsese, 76, as uh, one of the cringiest moments in cinema history. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever watch Taxi Driver? Nay. Okay. They have this one scene where uh, um, uh, Robert De Niro's character, and, and there's like almost any moment in this movie can be considered <laughs> one of the cringiest moments, but he takes, he goes on a date with uh, uh, Sybil Shepherd, um, and uh, he doesn't really like know how to interact with women or people for that matter. And so he takes her to a movie, but he takes her to a porno. Mm. on their first date like at a theater 
Mm. That's very cringeworthy. It's like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Could you imagine taking a woman to a, a porno on your first date without any like, oh, this is like, I'm doing this sarcastically. Yeah. We talked about this is like a callback to a joke we made or some shit. And we haven't even tested the boundaries of our like back and forth. Yeah. I don't want to take you to a porno. Either that goes incredibly great and like ice is broken. Hey, we're here now. No, we, we've hit, I don't see, there, we, we've no hit part of full me. speed. Or if she's like, hey, I'm all about this shit. And he's like, yo, I'm about this, too. That's why I brought you here. <laughs> then yeah. it could go great. But um, yeah, there's no part of me that First believes all, that that's going to have that's going to end. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I guess I have to see the movie to know this. But like when he brought her to the theater, I'm pretty sure it was kind of obvious that, you know, adult movies were shown here. Right. And in the 70s, I think they were called like nude theaters or whatever whatever right mm-hmm. um you know when they were going into the movie what was it called what, you know, ass and titties uh, probably yeah I, so yeah, wouldn't she simple, kind yeah. of like hmm, uh, i think no i think she she i don't know if she knew what the movie like I don't, I don't think he told her what the movie was called but she did see that it was like kind of like an x-rated theater yeah and she was like super hesitant to like go in and she went in anyway and then she kind of just went in and then like two seconds into she's like i'm get the fuck out of here what the fuck is this shit okay <laughs> yeah. yeah so but focusing on the scene um I'm sure when that movie came out, it would have been maybe even now if I watched it, it would have been very much like, holy, what shit. is happening like, right what's now? What's going yeah. on right now? Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like you know, hey, we're gonna Netflix and chill, and then putting on some like Pornhub. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Like, in in fact, that's actually worse because you're at one of your places. If you invite a, a chick over and to watch a movie, and then like you're playing the Ray J and K- <laughs> Kim K sex tape. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it could again. It could go one of two ways. Yeah, she can like, either say, "Is dinner ready?" <laughs> or she can be like, "Hey, I'm gonna get the fuck no, out of here." Yeah, there's just there's no part of me that believes any woman would be like, "I'm into this." Damn, I'm gonna have to try on the this. first date. I'm gonna have to try this. Like, dude, like you, you gotta be at least three or four dates in before you, because you have to like test out, like, okay, what's everybody's boundaries here? Like, what do yeah. we? You know what I mean? Like you, you have to throw some lobs up there. You can't just come in with the fucking shack dunk <laughs> immediately. You gotta, you gotta like ease into this bad boy. You know? So a couple years ago, Uh-oh. here we go. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> a couple years ago, I was on a dinner date with yeah. um, uh, a young lady out in Portland, Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and we were at the dinner table. Right, we were having a very just like not giving a fuck conversation. We were talking about smoking weed we were talking about just like crazy just like stories that happened right and then at a certain point uh so i asked her i was like you know uh you know what would your normal i think it was like a thursday night i was like well you know what does thursday night normally look like for you if you weren't here what would you be doing she was just like i would be at home watching black guys fuck white girls <laughs> wait, wait right wait, was she was she she was white yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that just yeah that that doesn't seem like that's what she'd actually be doing no so so, so just... we we i was like i was kind of like taken aback i was like wait what <laughs> and uh i'm 99 percent sure that the couple at the table next to us they were like <laughs> what? what the fuck <laughs> so and then we had a conversation so i was like is that your um porn category preference yeah and she was like yeah straight up she's like you know if i'm watching porn i want it to be like a black guy and and like a white girl seems very racially charged. I don't. I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, it seems very. Weird. I mean, I was. I was surprised. It's a weird fetish thing. But then I was like, I guess you go to porn to watch what you like, right? 
what you want to see. And, yeah, and at no, the same no, time, she was a white girl on a date with a black guy. Yeah, so, so then, like, that seems like I'd be much more impressed yeah. if she was on a date with a white guy. <laughs> She's like, and she said that? <laughs> she said Yo, how <laughs> awkward would that have been? <laughs> if a white guy on a date with a white girl, and she's like, yeah, I like watching black guys. Fuck white. He's like, uh, I don't know what to do with that um, information, but. <laughs> me too. <laughs> But um, oh, so shit. yeah, so she said that we had a like a uh, conversation about it, very open. We weren't like whispering, like I'm, yeah. n- I'm mostly just, sure like a super frank conversation. Yeah, I'm mostly yeah, yeah. sure the people at the table next to us heard the entire conversation. But I was like, she was like, yeah, like she was like, oh yeah, like most most of the white girls I know, like that's if they're watching porn, they're watching black guy. And I'm like, fair enough. Um, I get it, <laughs> but I think there's a clear difference of having a really frank conversation. Than to take somebody to a porno on yeah. your first date. That's those are two very distinct mm. things. I just couldn't, I could never fathom ever even contemplating something even in the realm of like even if we were going to go see a movie right and it wasn't a porno, it was just a regular movie. I'd make sure that it wasn't like something that had too much fucking sex in it because then it's like I don't want you to think that I'm trying to. Yeah. Like, what was the worst date you've ever been on? Like ever, ever like. <sighs> First one, oh, pop, first pop, damn. yeah, first yeah, one, yeah, yeah, I got one, and it, it, this is like there was nothing even like wrong about the date itself. It was more of like I just didn't necessarily like her, yeah, like, and it was just hard to like sit through. So it was actually kind of a fix up thing, like uh, it was like, I guess a uh, blind date, um, and uh, I forget who set it up. Somebody I knew set it up, uh. And it was it was the worst too, because I think it was like the person who set it up was like a friend removed, meaning like it was a friend of a friend that I just sort of met. She's like, yeah, oh, I've got the perfect girl for you. You know, oh, yeah. whenever yeah, someone says that, yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't. You don't know the weird shit I like. So <laughs> 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 different kind of things. Um, so I, I went on the date, um, and we went uh, somewhere uh, to 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 go eat, and I just remember. I just remember she was just so boring. Like, mm. that's one thing I can't do. I can't do somebody who has nothing to say because then it, then it feels like I'm talking too much and I'm super conscious about when I talk. Like, I know I already talk too much. So I'm already trying to, like, mitigate myself. I'm trying to, like, stop myself from talking too much. So if it feels like I have to carry the conversation, then I get, like, tense about it because now I'm conscious of the fact that I'm talking so much. But I know I have to talk so much because you're not saying a goddamn thing. And then on top of that, that just means you're boring and you don't have anything to say. So it's just like an, two hours of us just sitting there Ugh. with me just having to like carry the entire conversation. And then afterwards, she was like, I really love, you know, she sent me a text. I really love that. That was a great date. I, you know, hey, let's see that again. And I don't know what possessed me to go on a second date, but I went on a second date. Holy shit, you idiot. Yeah, we want we want to go play like putt-putt. Yeah, and then after that, I was just like, because I, I guess I was because like I don't know, maybe she, she was like she was like shy. She, no, I, there's no part of me that wanted to because when I don't vibe with you personality wise, I can't. I don't know if I can make that happen. You didn't even catch the neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not <laughs> catch <laughs> said <laughs> neck. <laughs> Fucking Bill Cosby over here. <laughs> Laugh. Um, um, yeah. So I, I got I got a quick one. Yeah. I got a runner up too. All right, I'll make them both quick. So yeah, one was. I remember I took a girl out on a date, right? Now, luckily, her and I had history. We dated back in high school. We, This is like six years later. We're like, fuck it, let's go out, right? Yeah. 
Um, and then I, I think something had happened where like I, I made a bet with her during the course of the time we were hanging out. And then like the bet was to buy the other person a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. So I lost a bet. So we had to go and buy her a gift. And then we're, we were going to go buy the gift first and then uh, go to dinner. Forgot my wallet. And we traveled like a distance. <gasps> I've got another one. Yeah, is it, I want to hear. No, no, no. Yeah, keep so, going. So we now. traveled a distance to get there. I think we like we we were in Colombia, and then we went to Towson to go to this restaurant. Yeah. Um. We get to the mall. I have to. We, I'm going to go buy her the gift, and then we're going to go to dinner. And then it's like, yo, I don't have my wallet at all, and Shh. my gas tank was almost. <laughs> <laughs> And I, this is when I was still you in college. You are a scum yeah. bag. So this, <laughs> this is when I was still in college. So yeah. I, was, I was about to be on E. Yeah. Now, I pushed it, though. I was like, yo, I'm not going to ask her for gas money. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah. Right. So, so basically, the whole night was over, and we just drove to Towson and drove back. And I dropped her off because I'm like, yo, I don't got my wallet on me. Sorry. Shit. What did she? Did you talk to her after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Wait, luckily. The, the vibe was a little different, though. Um. Not even really, no, because I think we hung out the next day, right? But, but, it, it, oh. but in that moment, yeah. like I was, yeah, that's it, very probably intense. the worst yeah. I've ever felt. I was like, yeah. in the car ride back, it wasn't bad, but it was still very much like extremely disappointing. Yeah, that's it's very intense. Yeah, uh, to deal with that. Uh, so I have a kind of similar experience where, um, I was supposed to go on a date with uh with a young lady and i was uh i was in such a hurry that i too forgot my shit at home right Mm. and so i'm like i'm halfway there and i'm already late i'm already like maybe like 20 30 minutes late for the date yeah that's late late yeah i'm late late. 10 minutes late fine 15 you know you're uh, pushing it you should have been on time 20 or 30 yeah whoa yeah and so (laughs) um (laughs) so what happened was she uh so i was already late uh, and <clears throat> I left my wallet at home and I get there and she, and this was before Apple pay. No, no, no. This is like a year ago, two years ago. Was Apple pay out then? You oh, but I, I don't think I had any of that set up. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Gotcha, like I gotcha. had like nothing. Yeah. This was like, this is like two or two, two and a half years ago. And I didn't, I would, all I had was like my debit card and, and credit card and that was it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so, <laughs> so I get there and she had already ordered, but once more, she didn't have the money to pay. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I get there and she's already obviously pissed that I'm late, but then she was like, okay, like it's cool. Like we'll just whatever. And I was like, oh, Hey, by the way, I don't know if I, you know, you know, let's probably like try to read, you know, do this again some other time because I, I left my wallet at home, but I was already too far before I realized she's like, oh, I don't have to, enough to pay for this. Um, So I got a question here. Yeah. Yeah. Did she there are just, a lot of questions? Did she just not bring yeah. her wallet? No, no, she just didn't have enough. She just didn't have enough. Funds. Did not have enough. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Now, th- so the reason why I went on, a, like the reason why I went out with her is because I hadn't seen her in like years. Right. Yeah. And it was somebody who I tried to like date back in the day. Mm-hmm. But now, she did she just point, order her drink or did she, she order ordered food? a drink and an appetizer? OK, because she was waiting so long for you. 
I guess. But if you know you don't have enough to pay for it, why would you order anything? Why yeah. would you run the risk? Because what if I just don't show up at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I like, like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why would you risk it? That's that's a risky right. proposition. Ladies, only go out to dinner <laughs> if you can actually afford to pay for the I shit think that's that you're the, ordering. I don't that, that I I've never in my life. Well, I'm trying to think back to my younger days. I don't think I've ever gone in my life where I'm like, I can't pay for this meal. I may not have wanted to, but I could at least pay for it, you know, if need be. Yeah. Same like there's life. never been a time where I'm like, I don't got this it. eight dollar meal, yeah, this nine dollar drink or whatever. I can't pay for this shit, right? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever really had that issue before. Otherwise, I just wouldn't have ordered the shit. That's like, but I, that's I like my thought too. In a position where I, I couldn't pay for the shit that I was ordering. There, there has been. So I, I, I have two. And this is like the Kevin Hart thing where I got the checking and the savings and when I have to. <laughs> but like, I, I legitimately do that where I only keep enough money in one account to like pay for the shit that like I know I'm paying for right then and there. Everything else I keep in the other account, and that's because I, I used to work at a bank, so like I'm super familiar with like when somebody gets your debit card, like that's essentially it. If you yeah. spend your money, it's going to take you forever and a day to get your shit back. So you got to keep the two accounts separate. You have to have one that's kind of like offline that you can't easily access or people who steal your shit can't easily access um, and then just transfer it as needed. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I run myself into issues with that where like there's something wrong with like the the app or some shit like that. Like it's down for maintenance and I'm like, uh, but yeah, I got to pay for uh, <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, that's where so, a credit yeah. card comes in as backup, right? Yeah. Which that's what I use my credit cards for backup. Yeah. Gas and backup. Cause you, st- I still I'm trying to think of like why. I, well, and I, and I think I don't like using credit either. Cause I like, like I used to use credit a lot when I was like, obviously like, not early twenties, but like, yeah, like early twenties. And so like I've gotten so far away from it that I'm like, that's like, it, it takes a lot for me to decide that I want to use the fucking. Yeah, I only card. use credit cards now for the points. Like, oh, it's a build it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially turn into a very different podcast. It's yeah, right? a life podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you get the ones where everything's connected, like I got American Express, who's a partner with American Airlines, who's a partner with Hilton Hotels. So whenever I travel to one or stay at one, I get points from all three. Other, yeah. So something like that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So what happened? Oh, so I had to. Uh, so my shock and dismay uh, wore off, and then I was like, "All right, do I just leave her?" It's like, it's like I'm kidding. Uh, so I, no, I, I don't. I don't just leave her there. I I uh, summon up the courage and I go talk to the uh, not. I think the the waitress that was helping us, mm-hmm. but then also I t- I had to talk to like the manager. I'm like, look, I'll leave my like because uh, uh, so, and how you should explain it. I don't actually technically keep a wallet. I just keep everything separate. Like I just keep, you know, I just keep the cards with me, but I had my, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's not, it, I've done it for years. And it, cause when you sit down on a wallet, it hurts your ass when you're driving. Why like, would you sit down on your wallet? Cause it's in your back pocket. Like why, why is uh, your wallet in your back pocket? It's it, that's how, what, what like stop saying that as if that, that that's the most I unusual ne- thing I in the ne- world. I've never kept my wallet. In my well, back good for pocket. you. You're so, and, but even when I kept it in my front pocket, you like, see even that wallet? didn't feel good. Yeah. It looks stupid. Your, your, your a, wallet looks dumb. Wallet. It, yeah. No. It looks dumb. You know what that's I do what when, I, like. when I sit down? Yeah. I take my wallet and I put and it And how many times, how many times have you left your wallet somewhere? I never actually leave it. Oh, you don't always almost leave it. Oh, you don't. Oh, is that true? And if I do leave it, <laughs> I leave it in a safe place. Oh, you leave it in a safe like a bar. You leave it in a safe place like a bar. I it, it was returned. 
<laughs> this guy right and here. My credit cards are tied to my phone, so I can yeah. always use that. I don't even need to carry my wallet. Honestly, I can Apple yeah. Pay everything. Well, now you can. Like, so obviously in the last like two or three yeah. years, it's it's changed. But so you went, you talked to the manager. Talked to the manager, like, and I was like, I was like, look, just here. uh, here's my here's my driver's license. Just hold on to it, um, you know, and I'll be back tomorrow. And I'll obviously square up on his app. And then afterward, he's just like, man, just go ahead. Yeah, like, it's cool. Um, but yeah, that was. So what happened afterwards? You and her? Like, oh no, yeah. I and honestly, she just had like a lot of shit going on, mm-hmm. and this was at a point in my life where I was just like newly like figuring out the whole single situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I had I hadn't dated anybody in like a while, and I wasn't. Did really she come at, back to your place, or did you drop her off? Oh no! Well, she drove herself, so she just okay. Went so you guys yeah. just went your separate ways. Just went our separate ways. Damn, yeah, yeah. yo, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I yeah. Well, I, and look, I, honestly, I'm glad that that night ended up like that because that wasn't something that I was like looking to like. Yeah, that was going to be an intense situation. Damn, like, if that night went differently, you'd have two kids now. Oh, you'd, be, you'd be unhappily married. I think my <laughs> sperm just like went back up into wherever it, it, it comes from. It just was like, no, no it, absolutely it's your, not. It's your throat. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you my last one really quickly, and then yeah. we'll move on to the other stuff. Yeah. Right. So um, this was like four years ago, right? I had recently stopped dating one young lady. Um, but I was still like very interested in her. Right. Yeah. So this is around Valentine's day and I sent her flowers, you know, we're not talking. So we weren't dating anymore. We weren't even really talking at that point, Mm -hmm. but I was just like, you know what? Kind gesture. I sent her flowers. Mm. Um, and at this time, uh, I think I was on like Tinder or something like that. And I had met, uh, another young lady on Tinder who had hit me up like literally that day of she was like hey i'm being like super random and spontaneous right now i know it's like really weird timing um given that it's uh valentine's day but do you want to go out and have a drink tonight mm. she's like first round i like the game i like the game there like she 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 really she was leading with honesty but it's also like hey it sounds as they don't want to be alone that i like it, it. it i like the courage it may, it may have been that i don't want to be alone thing but she was also like hey first round's on me right like no, that's what i'm saying it was a very it's it very mature like yeah. that's a very mature way to handle it no, not she, like she was definitely like a more trying mature. to just goad you into going like hey what are you doing tonight yeah doing anything no, she was just like hey random spontaneous yeah. let's go grab drinks sure. so we did right mm-hmm. um and we ended up going to the bar where the girl that i sent flowers Yo, to you works dumb <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but i had no you're just stupid i had no fucking idea <laughs> she worked there wait how did you not did you wait how long did you wait, and maybe i'm so she had like recently started there um, oh, okay. it, it was a bar that we i went to often okay right? so you'd never seen her there i'd never seen her there and it wasn't my suggestion <laughs> Yo, how does this end? It was the suggestion of like the you know the girl who hit me up like hey let's yeah. go out. She's like hey meet me here. Uh, meet me at uh, it was at Mad River in, yeah. in Federal Hill at the time. She's like meet me at Mad River at eight. Let's grab a drink. I get there. She's already there. She had beat me there. Um, and the girl behind the bar was the girl I said flowers oh, to. Oh my god! Wait, she, so that that was your bartender, like uh, helping that you. That was our bartender for the entire Yo, night. Yo, what the <laughs> fuck, bro? How did so, you? How did you? Get out of that one. Now, here's the thing. The girl I was with, having drinks with, we had a great time. Yeah. Great conversation. We were, like, laughing and joking and, you know, being playful the whole night. Yeah. 
while our bartender oh was my a girl. Yo, she, like, how do you know you weren't poisoned? Like, <laughs> I don't. She, she probably spit in all my drinks. Right? So anyway, yeah. Um, we decide to, hey, we're going to close up here. We're going to go to another spot and keep the night going, right? So we close up and I remember, um, you know, she, I think she, we split the bill in half, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, the girl I was with, Happened to be a whiskey drinker, which was like, damn, I'm like, damn. Okay. Or you're probably going to call her out this. Uh, <laughs> so um, <laughs> I might. So, um, you know, I think the bitch and she initially was like, I'll pay for all of it. I was like, OK, no, you know what? I got let's split it. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think the girl the behind the bar, you know, the girl I sent flowers to, mm. she was kind of jelly. A little bit jealous because mm. she saw the girl who I was with go to pay for all of it. And then yeah. she saw me say, no, let's split this. So she yeah. was like, uh, you know, there's, I mean, ke- she, there's chemistry I, here. I, I don't would, like it. <laughs> there's chemistry here. <laughs> yeah, like so anyway, so she hits me up on Instagram. Like she DM'd me um, like, like I think the next day or maybe later that night. Week. She's like, wait, so she didn't she, she didn't have your number? Um. No, so we didn't. We like. I think she had like gotten a new phone or whatever. We didn't. We didn't have each other's numbers. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weak sauce. What us not having each other's numbers, or just like you sent her flowers, but like I think it was one of those things where we were young, right? And then when you're young, you break somebody, you delete their. This was like I was like twenty two, twenty three, or whatever. Okay, yeah, 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 young enough. You're young, young, you delete their numbers. You're like fuck this person. I'm not talking. I don't want to think about them or be tempted to call them. So she hits me up on Instagram. She's like, she's like. This this is so fucking stupid. Like you know, fuck your flowers. You Fair send enough. me flowers, and you come to a bar with another. And mind you, the girl I was with was way <laughs> more attractive <laughs> than she was. Now, mind you, she's very attractive, right? Yeah, yeah. But the girl that I was with was like <laughs> way more attractive. So yeah. she's like, "You fucking come to a, uh, my bar with another girl." And uh, how's it? You just started there Tuesday. Yeah, you just started working. There. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the story, right? Yeah, yeah. Go out on a date with a girl to no, a no, bar. Like, so, so how did it turn working. out? Like, what did like what did you do? What did you say to her? Like, would you? Um, I was just like <laughs> that. That was not intentional. <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was her suggestion that we go there. I just sent you. That's flowers. how you responded. Yeah, yeah I, I just like I sent you flowers as a kind gesture. It wasn't meant to. to that's even to, worse. To rekindle. Oh, that's even that's even worse. You think so? Of course, that's worse. What do you mean? I take pity on you that <laughs> that I know you're not getting any other flowers from anybody else. So you know what? I decided to grace you with flowers, but then I'm gonna come to your bar. For <laughs> it, she, she may have taken it as like pity, or something. I don't know. She may have, but anyway, yeah. I just like when she hit me up, I responded back like, you know, it was just a kind gesture. I'm not nah. trying to win no, you okay, back. Okay, wait. What, like what what was your intention? Like honestly speaking, honestly speaking, at the time, it was yeah. just like. I, I knew that there wasn't going to be a um a rekindling of that relationship. But you just wanted to do something nice. It was genuinely like, I just want to send you flowers. I, I just think you deserve flowers. So I just want to send you flowers. Stop trying to act like you're fucking like no, Austin I, Powers. I swear to shit. God, I swear to God, that was my intention at the time. Mm. I just wanted to send her flowers, right? Mm-hmm. Um it didn't end up going well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that, that that's yeah. my story. So let's get back. Yeah, to yeah this let's list. get let's get back to the list. Yeah, we, we've diverged uh, for like twenty minutes. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> roll through these kind of quickly. All right, so we got a forty-year-old uh, virgin. Um, pretty much anything in forty-year-old virgin can be considered like a fucking like um, cringy sort of situation. Um, but uh, one of the cringiest was uh, when um, he enters the woman's apartment and she's like shaving herself. 
She's saving her pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I've never seen 40 year old virgin. I told you, we, we talked about this last Mo- episode. Moving on. We? Moving on. <laughs> uh, I, I think Steve Corral might be the king of cringeworthy uh, from The Office oh, yeah. to 40-year-old yeah, version. Yeah, like anything on The Office. Anything he does just in, in, on TV and film in general is somewhat cringeworthy. Yeah. Should, even the movie he did with, um, uh, the, the movie about wrestling, was it uh, where he played uh, uh, DuPont? Um, the guy from oh yeah 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 the uh with Channing Tatum exactly yeah um, Channing Tatum uh Steve Corral it's uh, called Wolf Mark Ruffalo was in it uh was it Wolf shit I forget I'll, yeah. I'll look anyway yeah. even the scenes in that movie like his character was just so like dry and kind of like awkward there mm-hmm. was a lot of cringeworthy moments in that movie as well yeah I, I think he might just be the king of it yeah he really does I think it's just his demeanor. And he like he has these uh and I I was talking I forget who or oh, I was doing like an interview today, and uh the the host is like like said something and then he just like stopped for like a second I was like somebody's like oh that's why are you pausing I was like no nah, it's called a pregnant pause and I think Steve Carell is the king of pregnant pauses what does pregnant pause mean like oh when a girl tells it's just you like, I'm pregnant and you're like absolutely not um <laughs> actually that might actually be the origin of it uh, now that I think about it yeah uh, no but like a pregnant pause is like it's it's uh it's it's basically yeah when you when somebody says something mm-hmm. and then there's just like an abundance of silence and then you begin talking again. Why would that be called a pregnant pause? If it wasn't I don't know, like a, a woman telling you she's pregnant. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the origins of pregnant pause <laughs> is, but I, I think it, that's it. Fair enough. Cause yeah, you have yeah. to pause to think about how expensive that's going to be. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the stupid movie because now I'm convinced that I know it, but I uh, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher, yeah, 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 that's what it was. Wolf all right. Fox, close enough. Yeah, something, some along those lines. All right, I want, I'm going to skip past all these because these seem stupid. Uh, uh, what are some of the better ones on there? Uh, th- there's something about Mary. Yeah, the whole uh, Dick and uh, Dick and Balls, the, the Frankenbeans situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. How did you get the, the Frank over the beans? <laughs> <laughs> Like with your girls, like not even, not even we like got a bleeder, yo. Like not even the fact that okay, he he got that whole situation with the zipper, but like you do something embarrassing in front of your girlfriends, or and even she wasn't even his girl. It's like she he had been chasing her like mm-hmm. pretty much the whole movie, and then the, he finally the got the mom was there, the dad was there, yo, and the brother. You do something that emba- yo, um that reminds me of the movie. You remember the movie? Um, it's it, it's with the guy Jay. Brushel or Brithel, whatever his name is, um, God, it's like fucking, like how to get a girlfriend. Or, I don't know, I forget what it's called. But it, one of the scenes is, so it's like one of their first dates. They go back to her place, and they get a little hot and heavy. But then like there's like a knock at the door. Turns out it's her parents. But he basically already nutted on himself, and so he. But he was wearing like these khakis, so you could clearly see that there was the like nut. a, and he wasn't uh. trying to get up and. Um, shake the dad's hand and so but then she had a dog the dog came in and started licking him and he was like get away from me <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was just like yo this is nerve wracking like yo whenever your parents are involved because it's like anything's already like there's already a heightened sense of like oh shit awkwardness and, yeah, yeah you know uh, so it's like when anything happens that's like embarrassing yo just pack it up yo, it's, yeah, it's over <laughs> it's done <laughs> you gotta like, leave, yo, the, leave the situation and, yeah. and you, you can never talk to her again <laughs> It's over. Um, okay, and then I'll, I'll do two more, and then we're done. Um, uh, probably the most quintessential uh, cringeworthy moments, at least for ninety kids, for for the nineties kids. Um, 
American Pie. Yes, I was literally just yeah. thinking that. Yeah, it has to be like the quintessential like because there's like so many right. There's when he's and I don't know. Look, I, I'm not gonna try to pry and ask any questions, but I don't know who the fuck's doing this with an apple pie. I'll be honest yeah, with you. I never, <laughs> your dick would be this? so hot. <laughs> Fuck that. Yo, this shit just came out of a 500 degree oven. You're no like, one has ever said that I like hot uh, pussy. No, uh, no. no. <laughs> like look, like it, it's warm, no doubt, but. It's never, never hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Hot. <laughs> Burn your dick off. Yeah. <laughs> you got cinnamon <laughs> in your dick. No, no one you got ever fucking boils on your dick now. All right. Um. So either that moment or the moment where he nuts too fast. Yes. That's uh. That's and I remember you were talking about the uh the you you um, yeah uh, yeah series on Netflix yeah uh how that he was in a similar situation on there um yeah that's that's I feel like those moments are very so embarrassing because yeah. they're real life situations that most of us have been in i've honestly you motherfucking liar yo god you lying son of a bitch can you pull up a bible on your phone right now i (laughs) i will swear on the bible i old testament and the new testament (laughs) (laughs) both old gods and the new (laughs) you lying um yeah i don't think i don't think that's ever happened to me it's definitely happened to me once or twice. Oh, uh, that's why it has such an effect on you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, it, it took <laughs> yeah. me back. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me back to that. <laughs> Transported that, back to, to that Chevy <laughs> Malibu in, in that parking lot at the top of the garage. Yikes. I thought you were going to say a Taco Bell. That no, was going to be like, yeah, very specific. Top of the garage is the movie theater in Colombia. That Chevy Yikes. Malibu. Yikes. Yeah. One and done. Yikes. Disappointment. Yeah, she, yeah never went back. Yeah. yeah, it happened again. <laughs> I got lucky. Smooth talk my way back, and I, I, I recovered after that. It was like when you—that's—that's that's one thing I would actually want to ask women about. Like, is that a forgivable offense? I think so. Yeah. Um, who's the rapper? Who's um? It wasn't a rap song. It was like basically the lyric was talking about how like uh, I think it was Kendrick Lamar. He was like, if I if I like not too soon or whatever, you got you, you basically have to forgive me because that ass is so fat. Yeah, I'm the second round king or something like that. <laughs> I, I think that was generally how the lyric went. Yeah. Um, I think most women will forgive it. Yeah. But you have your comeback game. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be top be, notch. You've got to be Aaron Rodgers in the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> your comeback game has to be fucking incredible. You have to be Tom Brady versus the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> You gotta come back that hard. <laughs> if your comeback game is is anything less, yeah. Oh, she's gonna yeah. tell all of her friends. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's already telling her. Oh, friends. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, already yeah. telling them. But, but uh, what yeah, yeah. story does she yeah, yeah, continue yeah, yeah. to what, tell? Uh, what is the conclusion to that two parter? Because <laughs> if if she tells the, uh, you know, he, he came too soon, and that was really if weird. The, yeah. If the, oh, because that's actually like exactly like time. that's exactly like the show you where. She's telling her friends, yo, I don't know about this dude. This might not work out. Yeah. And then he hit her the second time. She was just like, yo, this yeah. guy, you know? And so, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you, I think you can be forgiven for the first time. Oh, yeah. You can be forgiven. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. You, you do have to have, uh, you have to have one for the history books. Oh, yeah. The, the, the second time. Absolutely. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that, I mean, I don't know. What if it happens the second time? Then what did Drake say? Oh shit, that's because that's what happened in American Pie. Yeah, he he did. He came once, 
And he's like, all right. She's like, all right, whatever. We can get this going again. And I remember all of his friends were like, yo, just get back in there. Get back in the set. And then it happened. And everybody was like, again? Yeah. <laughs> like, at that point, yeah, you just like, ah, it is, you it's do, over. You, do, <laughs> you just whack with it. You just playing with the yeah. dick. Um, okay. And then the number one that they have on this is a Swingers. Have you, did you ever watch Swingers? It's a really great movie. It's an what old movie. 95, uh, Favreau, uh, uh, Vince Vaughn. It's like a very, very. I, I don't recall it at the moment. I may have, but I do not recall. Yeah, it's basically about these dudes who go to, uh, who are in. Are they in New York? Or no, no, they're in Los Angeles. They're they're in California, um, and I think they're just trying to make it. You know, in in the, I think the acting industry. Um, I think it's the acting industry. Yeah, uh, and so anyway, so it's just about like their friendship and how they just just go do dumb shit together. Um, it's a really really good movie, but one of the scenes in, or one of the constant scenes in the movie is, is that uh, he meets this woman. And he really likes her and he keeps giving her calls. But like with each subsequent phone call he gives her that goes to voicemail. Um, he just like his messages start getting like they start devolving. And I think that that's like it, it sounds like, like it's the voicemails keep getting shitty. Yeah. Like where he's just like, yo, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, just hit me back. You know, we met and it was dope. It was great. And then it just keeps going from there. Like, man, fuck you. Like, you yeah. know. Um, and I forget exactly how it goes in the movies, but it's, it's essentially along that same sort of like flight uh, pattern. And I think that's the worst because there's like evidence of the embarrassment that is you. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like th- like with other experiences, it's like it's an experience and then you can kind of like move on and all you do, all you can do is re- tell stories about it. That is, you, sh- you can save that. Like that's you yeah, can you bring can that up. So, <laughs> you know, what's funny, though, like that is that's still happens to a lot of people i actually just listened to this uh, video thing that was posted on um instagram it was like one of the like trending things on instagram right mm. it was a voicemail that this girl left about apparently she had given some guy her number at her job and then he called her a few times he may have texted her so he left her this voicemail it was like uh you know i just don't understand why you bitches do this stuff like mm. why even give me your number if you knew you didn't like me in the first place and he started like insulting her about like her job like Mm. i met you at marshall's you were a goddamn cashier and i make so much more money than you and i'm like yo these dudes really be getting hurt over this shit no because i I don't think it's just men either no no sometimes women and and it's a and it's it's an arrogance thing right like we think like regardless of where like what job you meet them at or whatever it's the fact that you gave me your number, like you you let me into like the door, like you, I'm in, like we can now. Yeah. Well, everything else is a formality, like we've already passed that bridge that is like ideally speaking the hardest bridge to pass, at least in the beginning, right? So yeah, like it's a mystery, right? And I still haven't figured it out. Although I think the older I get, the the more understanding I have, which is like even if you give your number to somebody you may just do that just because it's like in that moment, you're just like, ah, fuck it. Right. But then when you go back later, you're like, ah, I didn't really want to do that. I'll let you finish and I'll tell you what I think is the real reason. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I think women, just because, you know, a lot of women, they get so bombarded with those requests. Like, give me your number. Give me your number. Like, let me take you out. Give me your number. It's easier for women to just say yes and give you either a fake number or Mm -hmm. give you their real number and ignore you because, some, think? Sometimes it's the easiest way to diffuse, right? Oh, that's like, true. Like if you're getting wild, like then it's the easiest way to like not yeah, have like, to like deal with you. If you're a woman and you're at a 
bar, right? And you're just trying to like enjoy yourself and have a nice glass of wine or, you know, scotch, right? Um, <laughs> if you're a fan of Anchorman. Yeah, and this, like, yeah, that was Anchorman mm-hmm. reference. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Um, and, and a guy comes and sits next to you and he's talking your head off and, t- and you kind of just want him to go away. Mm-hmm. And he asks for your number. You can do one of two things. You can say no, but then he may still continue to pursue, right? Yeah. And then you have to continue to say no and continue to say no until he finally gets it. Or you just give him your number, real number or fake. And then that's it. He has what he wants. Uh, he thinks there's going to be a continued relationship, even though all you're going to really do is ignore him. But yeah. it's an easier way to just move forward. So I get it. Because yeah. like men, we don't, we, don't, we don't really deal with that as much, right? Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, we, we don't deal with that as much and it's not, it's not something we have to like think about as often as, as women do. Uh, but also, it's just like, yeah, I, I wish we did live in a world where you could just be honest with somebody like, I don't really feel like giving you my number. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wish that was like, because I've been on the receiving end. Like, I don't, I can't say that. Like, when I was younger, I think I was more along that lines of like, give me your number. What's going on yeah. here? Right. Like I remember, so it wasn't even just a number, right. In, in a weird way. Uh, so I wrote this into a, I, man, here's how, here, that's how life works, man. Like you end up in situations and I remember, uh, Jason Siegel. I remember he wrote, uh, um, what's the movie with, uh, um, the fucking, what's her name? Kristen Bell. Uh, was it save, saving Sarah saving Marshall? Uh, yeah, something like that. No, it was like I think it was saving. Sarah Marshall was a part of it. I can't. No, remember. Sarah Silverman was a part of it. No, Sarah Silverman was not a part of it. Uh, wasn't? Yeah, Kristen, I think she was Kristen Bell. No, 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 she wasn't. Uh, it was uh, that Mila Kunis. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so he, what he said about it was he said the realest shit that like the shit that actually got me to like actually sit down and write my first script was. When something bad like that, when a breakup like that happens, like I had a uh, like, so he went through his own breakup and that's what part of the movie was, uh, a majority of the movie was about, was about his own breakup. And um, he said, I had two choices. Either I could just lay here and just continue crying about this shit or I could just write about it, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's what I decided to do was to to write about the, uh, a couple of, and not, it wasn't just one experience. It was like a whole shit ton of experiences I have from like, you know, dating and yada, yada. And one of the experiences I had was, uh, so I had met this girl at, uh, at a bar. She was actually the waitress and I, uh, somehow somebody had knocked like a drink out of my hand. Right. And the glass hit the ground shattered, yada, yada. And I started like picking up the pieces. And so she comes by and she like wipes my hand off with mm-hmm. like a rag. And she like checks my hand to make sure you're not bleeding that I'm not bleeding. I was yeah. like, oh, like that's really like nice. usually people are like, I don't give a fuck, like whatever. So I was like, oh, like, would you mind if I came back here and, you know, or would you mind to go grabbing a drink? Yada, yada, the usual spiel. And she was like, uh, I don't know about that, but you can come back here and we can, you know, just chill here, you know, have a drink and, you know, uh, whatever. I was like, all right, cool. So then like. It was like maybe two or three days later. Then I came back and, you know, we sat down. We talked for like hours, dude, like hours. And then we exchanged numbers, yada, yada. It's great. Never heard from her again. Damn. And I was very, yeah. it was uh, very weird. That's a very, like mentally, that's like me in my current state. Yeah. I wouldn't give a slight fuck, right? I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Good night. Good yeah. conversation. Man. Who's next on Tinder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I think the younger me was more like, Oh no, like 
that mean that meant something, you know, because yeah. it actually it meant something to me because like when she originally and, and so I say all to say that I ended up writing that into it, it uh, the was screenplay. One of your screenplays. Yeah. yeah. Um which actually ended up being like a really sort of good scene in, in the screenplay. Um but yeah, it's it's that's a to me that's mysterious, right? Like like if and it, it's different if you, you talk for an hour or two and like you you're not able to objectively be like oh like we were vibe but like we were vibing like we we had yeah. a vibe you know it was good so I don't know maybe something else was going on with her I have no idea but in my younger days I could see the idea of like yeah that imagine old. how many guys came back to her bar on like a weekly basis to have a conversation with her no but how many were invited though it's different when you just show up out of the blue did you tip her she like, wasn't she wasn't I don't think she was she wasn't like my, my waitress. She was just somebody who was like she was uh passing through. She wasn't my bartender either. Gotcha, she was, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But she, she I don't know. She it was weird. It was like she she wasn't there for most of the night. Mm-hmm. And then she like, I don't know, just started working like the last like hour that we were there. Gotcha. Um and so uh so I didn't I didn't she didn't serve me. No, that was interesting. We gotta find her. No, we don't. That was years ago. Yeah, uh, well, that's fine. No, I'm 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 G O D good. Um, but anyways, I, I'll find her. Uh, okay, don't worry, uh, Magnum PI. You you do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so so that was the the cringiest moment that he said uh, in, in 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 film was uh, this whole Favreau thing, which I could kind of agree with. Like that, that you you don't want to you don't want to leave a message. You don't want to leave evidence yeah. of your of your sloppiness. Yeah, yeah never, <laughs> never evidence. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah you want to make that as uh, as evidence free as possible. But um, you know, I, I say all that to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it is it, that time. It is. Uh, it is, of course, that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We have another press play for you. Doubling up, like that's what we do. We, you know, we 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 double. We double. give you guys exactly what you want. You say you want more press plays. We give you more press plays. We said we'd do it, and we did it. We did it. It's done. It's not done. We, we still got to <laughs> do it. Um. All right. So we got another press play for you, ladies and gentlemen. We uh we we we're basically going through all of the um. Uh, uh, Oscar nominated uh, movies for for best picture this year, and so uh, last time we sat down and we watched um, Star we reviewed Born. A Star Is Born. Uh, this time we decided to sit down and and take a look at uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, starring uh, 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 Remy Malek. Uh, now this movie has some interesting backstory uh, because it was actually I think originally directed by Brian Singer, who then proceeded to get a whole bunch of like molestation accusations mm. i think it was molestation or is it like some sort of sexual misconduct something sexual something. assault something um and so when uh when they won i think it was uh they won like a sag award or like golden globe i think they won a golden globe award and uh, uh apparently he was like oh yeah thanks guys you know this is great and they were like shut the fuck up like because he got fired towards the end of uh, but he had already like I think directed like a majority of the film. Yeah. Um. And they didn't want to give him. They didn't want to give him any credit. They were like, "Don't you ever mention that you were part of this film?" Yeah. No. Nah, see, fuck that, man. If yeah. if I do something, yeah, you got to give credit recovery. Even if I get a charge, I was still yeah. a part of that. Yeah. Don't try and fucking write me out. But yeah. I mean, if you go to IMDb, the director 
still says Brian Singer. So yeah, because he essentially directed yeah. the film. Yeah, don't try to yeah, don't try to skate my man history. on it on his yeah, yeah. check. On that note, uh, the uh, the film was directed by Brian Singer. If we haven't said that enough times, uh, and the uh, the synopsis goes: uh, This is the story uh, the story of the legendary rock band Queen and the lead singer Freddie Mercury leading up to their famous performance at Live Aid. Um, yeah, that's pretty much a description of what's going on there. Um, let's jump right into the plot. And the, uh, this film was written by Anthony uh, McCartan, uh, which is uh, he developed a story of it. Um, Peter Morgan also developed a story. And uh, there's one other person who I can bestow credit upon. Um, and OK, so they just have the same guy written twice. I don't know why they decided to do this. So, uh, Anthony um, Mc, uh, McCartan. Uh, essentially wrote the uh, screenplay for it okay let's uh, jump into the plot what do we think i mean the plot obviously this is a biopic right so it's based on the 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 story of the uh historically famous rock band queen Mm -hmm. um i love the perspective that they took on this film Mm. um obviously the, the majority of the story was told from or about um the lead singer uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury's life uh, again. Freddie Mercury played by Remy Malek, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't do so in a way that diminished the importance of other characters um, mm-hmm. throughout uh, Freddie Mercury's life. Mm-hmm. One being Mary Austin. I think she very clearly played a pivotal role in his life, and mm-hmm. that that was highlighted throughout the film, as well as some of the other band members, including Brian May, Roger Taylor, uh, as well as John Deacon. Um, and, and, and Jim Hutton, who was, uh, you know, towards the end of uh, Freddie Mercury's life, his partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, it, it was told from a certain perspective, but with respect to other people who were very important in the story of Freddie Mercury's life. Uh, and I really enjoyed that part of it. I, I, again, a biopic. So it's it has to follow a certain storyline. There are things that happened that were true. There were things that happened that weren't true and they couldn't just build that into the story so it followed the storyline pretty well as far as understanding all the readings that i've done around the film Mm -hmm. Uh, there were some things that were added in that that were done for like theatrical purposes certain characters that were created to further tell a story yeah Uh, but overall i love the i I love the plot Mm -hmm. i love i I liked it's for the most part consistency in the perspective Mm -hmm. yeah um so I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, what I would sort of throw in there is I look at it through a different lens. Uh, the reason why we're going through all these movies and watching them is because they're up for best picture, right? If I were just looking at this movie as just a standalone, if I if I when it first came out, if I just want to go to the theaters and see it, um, which I didn't, um, then I think I would have walked out of the theaters and been like, oh, that, that was a pretty decent movie. That was a pretty good movie. But the fact that this is up for best picture and the fact that it has an honest chance of winning that's what kind of disturbs me. Uh, the plot for this movie is very, very, very basic. Like there's nothing about this biopic, biopic, if you will, um, that is in any way different, clever, nuanced. It's all very basic stuff. And I can appreciate that to a degree it was really it was done very well but there was nothing in it that was like adventurous in terms of like like even the way that they told it it was from a very basic standpoint like they didn't like when it so i, I one of the plot points was his relationship with his dad right um that his dad didn't approve of course of um you know his uh you know uh, singing or trying to do something different yep um 
uh, and, uh, you know, and so, but then at the end they, they reconcile and, you know, he's fine with everything that, you know, Freddie's doing and he appreciates it. Um, dude, I cried at that scene. A tear no, is very genuinely fell. It's a very touching scene. But what I'm saying is, is like the whole plot line itself was very like, basic like they didn't tr- like there's there's nothing that they try to do that was de- like even the sequence of the way that they told things like uh, i'm trying to think of uh, a, a biopic that I, i've seen recently that like jumped around like it went from one era to the other but it like went in reverse as well like it didn't just give you one and i'm trying to remember what movie that was and i can't remember now but they, they at least took some sort of they took some chances where, yeah. you know, in the way that they told it, because it's like when you're talking about somebody's life, there's only so many liberties that you can take before you're like, all right, this isn't even the person's life. So you have to find some other create uh, like vice um, with uh, Dick Cheney. Right. Mm-hmm. How it jumped from situation to situation and like they did it in very weird and quirky ways. Yeah. But it, it still remained true to what actually happened. You know, um, I think that's a, a really creative way to tell uh, you know, to tell uh, to tell a story about somebody's life when you have to essentially kind of stick to a script, so to speak, because what actually happened happened. Yeah. But with this movie, I didn't I didn't really see any chances being taken. It was done what they did. They did well, but I, I didn't see any chances. Yeah, I mean, th- in this movie, right? They they started at the end briefly, where they show Freddie Mercury walking to the stage to perform at Live Aid, right? Yeah. And then they go back and kind of tell the story of how they got there. What I loved about that is when, uh, during that initial opening scene, which, um, you know, we'll get into the cinematography a little bit later, I loved that walk to the stage. Mm -hmm. Um, Initially, they showed it as just him, to where you see just Freddie Mercury walking to the stage to perform. And then at the end, you see him followed by his bandmates, right? So I love that. But... You're right. They didn't necessarily take any chances in terms of jumping around with the story. Mm-hmm. What I think makes this movie a contender for film of the year is uh, just how powerful. And I think it's one of the things where the, the plot line was the same. There was no nothing really different there. But the performances were yeah, well, so powerful. The that, performance. Yeah. Uh, that, the, everybody else in the film. I and mean, we will talk about that in characters. But everybody else was kind of average. But Remy Malik, he, 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 yeah. he, he turned it up a few notches. That yeah. was uh, that was a, that was a mesmerizing performance. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll get into the characters and I'll highlight you know, my favorites and, and my least favorites. But yeah, yeah Remy Malik, definitely an incredible performance. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, but again, it, it's I think this film is an example of. What if you do something that's been done before that's not unique in any particular way, but it's done better than it's been done before? But that's just it. I don't. I don't think that this was even by its own standard. I don't, I don't think it was done better than it's ever been better done than it's been done before in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, like okay, and, and maybe I'm getting into this conversation a little too early. But like, if if I'm comparing this to like a Roma. There's just not a remote chance that I choose this as the best picture over that. Like, even if this movie was more popular in terms of like, you know, it was it was big in theaters. Okay, when you sit down and you watch both movies, you don't come away with the conclusion that this was a better movie. It was a a different movie. It was uh, Remy Malek gave a great performance. Roma is just like it's a different animal. You know, it's it's something that makes you appreciate cinema. Yeah. This didn't really make me appreciate cinema so much as, 
oh, I got a chance to see the inner workings of Queen, you know, uh, and, and, and what I can also say about the plot, too, that's actually something that I enjoyed about the plot was that this wasn't all about Freddie Mercury. You know, it, it, it was about the band Queen, you know, mm-hmm. which I think that's why I, I was wondering, like, why it was called Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, like instead of like something to having to do specifically with Freddie Mercury. Uh, and th- that's because I think it's it's more of a queen movie than it is just a solely a Freddie Mercury, you know, biopic. Um, and I can appreciate that. And I, and, yeah. I, and I do think that 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 added a little something to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to uh, and we'll talk about this at the end. But I, I have my thoughts on whether or not it should win mm-hmm. best film based off of actually actually having seen it mm-hmm. versus a film like Roma or um like a star is born. Mm-hmm. I'll save that for the end though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I let the cat out of the bag too, too early. A, with a little that. bit. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to characters. Uh, and the casting by credit on this, uh, film was Susie Figgis. Uh, what do we think about our characters? Um, I mean, again, obviously Remy Malik, incredible performance. Uh, I, when you watch this film, as a person like like myself who's familiar with Queen's music, mm-hmm. but not necessarily Queen, Dude, like the so band, many fucking hits, so man. many Jesus hits. Like I, I was watching the movie, fuck. And I, so that's them. Like yeah, when, when I started watching the movie, to be honest, I was hesitant because I'm like, this fucking better be good. Like, this, this movie better not <laughs> suck. Yeah. You know, it was uh, so I watched it last night. Uh, we mm-hmm. we, get, we were getting snow. It was shitty outside. You were stuck in the house. Couldn't do anything. Like, this movie better be good, yeah. and it turned out to be amazing. I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, Remy Malik, incredible performance. I did like Mary Austin, uh, played by Lucy Boyton. Yeah, um, <laughs> Sorry. Boyton. Boyton. Yeah, Boyton. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I think I think her character, her role in the film was very purposeful. Yeah, and what they needed to capture in a matter of just a few scenes, mm-hmm. uh, just a few lines exchanged between one another yeah. was, was chemistry. Yeah. And they absolutely uh, nailed their chemistry. It, it didn't feel like um, it was just written as a part of their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like those two characters, you know, these two actors and actresses, this actor and this actress had real chemistry. That yeah. came, and it came across on film to me. So it seemed like they have a genuine, like I don't, I don't know. Again, I, I don't, I don't know about their relationship, but they had a friendship. At, at, you yeah. could tell, like they were like, or and I say you could tell as if I like I, I saw them last week at like yeah. fucking Uno's. But they, they had maybe like a, a friendship or a partnership, something outside of it. Yeah, yeah. Off screen, sure. which resonated on screen. Absolutely, yeah. Um, one of the characters that I think somewhat stood out was uh, Jim Beach. Mm-hmm. I, I liked him in being. His, his performance wasn't particularly powerful. His character, of course, was purposeful. Um, I, I just thought he brought a different... Um, he was very different than than the characters, than the bandmates in Queen, right? Mm-hmm. Here's this cut-and-dry lawyer who's just down with the shits. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. When, uh, I really liked when he, they changed his name from Jim Beach to Miami Beach. Like, <laughs> yeah, Miami, they yeah. keep saying Miami. Yeah. I, I looked for those like those subtle because uh, like, there has to be those fun, light, humorous moments throughout the film, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I liked his character in bringing that like dry humor. Yeah, they were like, "Your name's Miami Beach now," and he was like, and I think there was there was an ex- conversation exchanges, and then he addressed himself as Miami. Yeah, and he just kind of took on that role. Yeah, uh, and then like throughout the movie again, there were those light, humorous moments, and he was involved. Um, lastly, Mike Myers as Ray Foster. 
Mm, yeah. Like when I was watching that, I was trying to figure out who that was. Yeah, I knew I knew it was him. Like you know it was him? Mike Meyer. Yeah, he he can only like I I was saying, I saying, I'm ninety percent. So I was ninety percent sure it was him. But I got yeah. there's a part of me that was like, is that him? But I had a yeah, feeling I knew it, was it was him, but I wasn't sure. And I didn't IMDb it until after I watched it. But I was like, yeah. You know, he he was well enough disguised to where yeah. he didn't. It was it wasn't a dead giveaway that was Mike Myers. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, when Tom Cruise was in uh, um, uh, uh, Trop- uh, Tropical Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, Tropical yeah. Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, again, I thought that was a really um, really cool casting. Yeah, really and it, and it was like a not very non Mike Myers like type of because usually he's like over the top with yeah. his acting his antics. And this his... was just him kind of just being kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I learned about this movie is that character, Ray Foster, mm. isn't real. He doesn't really exist. Um, really? Yeah. It's, his, Ray Foster isn't a real person who was like. Who is it molded after, though? Uh, so I think it's it was more so molded after um, another person that was in the early part of Queen's yeah, okay. um, record recording history. Yeah. It was a person who initially signed Queen to like a, a record label mm-hmm. that, for the most part, fucked them over. Yeah. And like really controlled their music and queen was making no money off of their music yeah. and they eventually got out of that record deal and went on to become the band that they are today. Yeah. So it was, he, I think that character was more so a symbol of people in the early stages of music. Not trying believing to control them, yeah. Like remember they talked about the formula, like, Oh, you stick, we know the formula works. You What's that queen sound? Formula. Yeah. Yeah. Like you stick to the formula, you'll make records, you'll make money. And queen was like, no, like that's not who we are. So I think yeah. that was more representative of, uh, a symbol or a structure in their career yeah. than an actual person. Yeah. So and cool and uh, uh, BT Dubs uh, Tom Hollander as uh, Jim Beats. You, you remember? You know where he's from, right? Where we watched him in recently. Um, was it eighth grade or something? No. No. Bird Box. Bird Box. He was uh, Gary. Yes. Yeah. This, oh yes, and this, this picture right here. That's yeah, the motherfucker uh, from the, Bird Box. Yeah, he looks crazy. Good for you, um, Tom Hollander. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's coming up in the world. Uh, okay, uh, so as usual, I'll give my two runners up, and then I'll give my MVP. Um, my two runners up. Uh, first, I, I'll, I'll tip a hat to uh, to Mike Myers. Yeah, I think he he gave a great performance. He, it was very muted Mike Myers performance, and it wasn't over the top, but uh, it it was just enough to. Um, make you hate the guy but at the same time it was just like this is very believable like you know you did not believe that you know he was kind of a douchey you know uh, music label executive whoever you know like that 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 typical batch you know Um, then I would say Ben Hardy as Roger Taylor Uh, he was one of the bandmates he was the drummer um, for uh, in in Queen and uh, uh, he he gave a very sort of like combative uh, tone to like, you know, like, you know how they're describing like, okay, all the different functions of all the members of the band where it's like Freddie, uh, Remy Malik as Freddie Mercury was saying, Hey, like who else is going to like, you know, give me, you know, shit or, you know, this other person who's going to give me that look or who's, you know what I mean? Like, and he juxtaposed, um, Freddie Mercury's character I think pretty well where he's sort of like more of a straight laced kind of guy where you know he had the family and the kids and all that other stuff and Freddie Mercury was just off doing his own thing you know um, and it was just a good it was a good counterbalance and I think he held his weight fairly well um, and, uh, and and I'm, this isn't my MVP but uh, shout out to uh, Aiden Gillen uh, Littlefinger 
Yeah, uh, I just hate him in everything. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I just don't like him as a character in, in anything. Because uh, as soon as he starts talking, I'm like, I immediately want you to shut up. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Even though he got set up name. when he was trying well, to, he, he did get set up. Finagle yeah. that CBS yeah. deal like, pretty easily too. It, 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 yeah. it feels like a very non little finger move. Yeah, <laughs> like he should yeah. have. Ha- he should have saw that. Yeah. The, the trick coming and then had a uh, had a backup a, a counter plot. Yeah. Yeah, um, they did not. Um, they did not let him Littlefinger the. Uh, although that that might take a different context, but uh, he he got Littlefingered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my MVP, I think, of course, um, goes to and I and I'm I'm sad that during like the last like three movies we reviewed, it's always been like the main character that's gotten the uh, the MVP for me. But I think there's a reason, right? Like Lady Gaga with uh, A Star Is Born, she just gave an outstanding performance. Remy Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, he just steals the scene. Every time he's in one in Bohemian Rhapsody, um, I forget the movie review before that, but uh, I think I gave it as well to the, uh, the to the lead character. But yeah, I mean, look, I think that they they surrounded him with some really good people, um, but I think that they knew what they wanted. They worked especially hard to make him every bit as much like Freddie Mercury as they possibly could. And everybody else, they were kind of like, it's cool that you're here, but we don't really need you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, but they, they went out of their way to give him all the tools to success. And he took the tools and he ran with it, you know, um, you know, and I, I, I remember um, it was like a scene with like the, the one with his dad, uh, you know, there at the end that was like, God damn it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Oh God man, I was, I was watching that shit. I was like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it uh, a, a tear one hundred percent fell. I'm not even yeah. gonna lie about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll hit you sometimes. And and I and I, you know, like I, I think back to when he, uh, when he uh, was telling, when he was having that conversation with uh, Mary, uh, you know, and she was telling him about the dream she had and all that. And then he finally realizes, oh, this and who's that called? By a guy called uh, it was a Paul or something. Alan shit. Leach played uh, Paul. Alan Leach played Paul. Yeah, so uh, his real name is Alan Leach. He plays okay, Paul yes, yes, yeah. Rentner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he's telling them, "Hey, like, I don't want to ever see like th- th- those were all scenes where I was just like, damn, dude's acting right now.' Yeah, you know, what I mean, he's he's killing it right now. Um, yeah, and then to 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 be able to act like that with the 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 the, the fake teeth, uh, I just I don't know. You, you yeah. got to give up to the guy to not let you know this this kind of like prosthetic piece you're wearing these teeth. Yeah like any way impact your ability to perform or to, to not let it become like a caricature where you're just yeah. like, you're making fun of uh, Freddie Mercury more than you're just trying to convey who yeah. he was, you know, initially, like if you've seen Remy Malik in any other film, like we saw him in fast, uh, was it a uh, need for speed? Right. Um, we tried, we tried to forget that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but if you saw him in that movie, you know how he looks and, and you've seen his other performances, uh, during the beginning of this movie, like the first couple minutes, um, you notice the prosthetic, it, you yeah. notice the prosthetic teeth, right? Um, beyond the first fifteen minutes of the movie, it's yeah. completely just performance, yeah, and, and you don't even see it anymore, yeah, and you really do see him as Freddie Mercury, yeah, yeah, you really do, um, yeah, I think you knocked that out of the park. All right, let, let's uh, let's move on to uh, cinematography. What do we think? And uh, BT Dubs, uh, the cinematographer for the film was somebody who I will tell you when I find it. Uh, Newton Thomas Siegel is the uh, uh, director of photography for the film. 
So I highlighted the the opening scene where Freddie Mercury is walking to the stage to do the performance at Live Aid. At, at the moment, at the, at the time, you, we didn't know what concert that was. Um, and they eventually followed up to, you know, then show that scene again. But I love the continuous shooting there, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, from him leaving his home to the car ride there to, you know, pulling up at the show, getting out the car, the walk to the stadium, that, that continuous shot was like, I just love that. Yeah. Um, throughout the rest of the film, cinematography is not something that stood out to me. I'll be honest. Just like the plot wasn't very unique. Mm-hmm. I didn't see much in the uniqueness of the, the cinematography. I do yeah. feel like it captured each era. Well, um, mostly by capturing the environment around them. Right. Yeah. The, the, the cars that we saw, the, the type of clothes that they were wearing, the, um, the different environments they were in, the studios that they were in where they were recording music where you can tell like, hey, this is not modern. This is a, definitely a, a studio in the in the 80s based off of the technology that was there. Yeah. But, but mostly, I think that was just, that was the the, the, town, the scout for, the location scout, right? Yeah. Or um, the, uh, whoever does the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. In terms of cinematography, again, I just didn't see anything unique. Yeah. Uh, except for those standout moments. The performances yeah. were captured very well. Yeah. Uh, the beginning scene was captured very well. That the scene with his family, where they're capturing what is very much a personal conversation between family, they're capturing those facial expressions and uh, you know the body language. To me, that was all that stood out. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at those all, all those as like those are givens. You you gotta you know that's like the that's like the, the, the basic like the of cinematography barrier for entry. You yeah. know, capture um, the face, the body. Yeah, <laughs> turn on the camera. That's it. <laughs> this is pretty much all you gotta do. Um, no, no. I mean, and I'm joking, but there's there's even just to get those. There's a lot that goes into it, but. I'd say, yeah, like the, the cinematography wasn't for me at least anything to like, you know, write home about. But I would say that their use of colors was really good in, in, in the film, that they just uh, were able to balance colors and to just make things pop. Like I remember, you know, Freddie, he would be wearing like jackets or he'd, and you just like you'd notice it like, you know, like damn, like, like the detail. Yeah, in, that, like in that, that shit looks yeah. really great, you know, and and that's a combination of obviously the wardrobe department, but also the cinematography too. You know, you, you have to be able to, to light a scene, to, to, to draw your eyes towards certain colors, certain, certain aspects of the room. Um, all of that, I thought they did really, really well. Um, the one thing that I can say, say that I, I definitely didn't like was, um, or that I maybe thought maybe they could take it a di- uh, could have taken a different approach with is when they did the live eight concert mm-hmm. and they were doing all the shot uh, crowds of the, the uh, or this uh, shots of the crowd. Um, what I thought they missed an opportunity on was perhaps they could have used some of the old footage from the actual concert. Um, and I think I would have appreciated that more than just doing like a lot of CGI and just uh, like, you know, when they do, would do the wide sweeping shots that were yeah. clearly CGI. Um, but then when they would like show a section of the crowd, you could tell it was just like, this was done, you know, clearly for the movie. And yeah. it was just like a room of people, and they were just filming those people just so they can say that they got a close up of the, the actual crowd. Uh, again, I would have liked them to fold it in some of the, like the older footage from the actual. You have plenty of footage from the actual live eight. Yeah, use some of that shit. You Maybe know? change the texture of like the like the actual film itself, yeah, like to, to oh, resemble more exactly of, like, what what happened. footage from that era. Would exactly. Look like. Yeah. like I I would have definitely have been like. Now, like I, I like that much better than than trying to CGI it because then yeah. you're trying to control too much. You know, that would have been interesting. And, yeah. and I wonder what the discussion behind not going in that direction was, because I'm certain 
someone like you're suggesting it now may have suggested it in you know whoever was uh, recording the film at that time or you know production or the, the editing at, on the back end yeah I wonder why they went in that direction versus you know the latter I, I, in, we'll probably in, never in, know we probably will never know cinematographers they get their awards doing commercials right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah congratulations you get yours uh, tomorrow like we, we're not even gonna do it today we're just yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll mail it to you well, it's like the NBA or the NFL draft you know it's just like this is like a four day award system and you know if you get chosen three or four that on day three or four we're just like we don't care about you yeah <laughs> the yeah. NFL draft now is super fucked up because they used to do like Rounds one, two, and three, right? They would televise I think that? So. I, well, I think they still do one and two. I think now they do round one and two on one day. And yeah. then rounds like, then they just do three, four, or five. Yeah, I think about the next like few days. Yeah, yeah. That's 7 a.m. Yeah, the, the B next team. morning. Yeah. You gotta wake up really <laughs> early or super late. And even then, they don't even televise it. Yeah. Or they, they don't even let the shit out in like the publications. You, you're on the Browns. <laughs> you're on the Jets. You're on the Giants. They hand no clothes out to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You're, in, you, you're playing for the Steelers. They give them generic NFL hoodies. Like. <laughs> The ones that just say name on the back, it just says name. They don't even print the name. It just says name. Um, okay, so that was the uh, cinematography for the uh, for Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's let's wrap it up with the, um, uh, of course, the, uh, the the cherry on top, the uh, the music, um, and the music was uh, done by John Ottman. I don't know exactly what that means in this context. I guess maybe the score was handled by John Ottman, which is, uh, you know, obviously the score is a little different than, than the soundtrack, which is obviously all the clean songs that they played. Um, the score was, uh, it was, and, and I guess this was like a 20th century Fox movie. And it was a bigger summer. I think it was like a summer release, right? This came in during the summer. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I think you get a lot of generic things when you when you have like these summer releases, right? Because it's like, what can we do to appeal to everybody? Mm-hmm. And I think it's in the, you'll find it in those arenas where they don't take any chances as far as like the score goes or as far as cinematography goes. Um, when you have a big budget movie, because it's like we need to make sure people see and like this shit. Yeah. So we just need to be kind of mundane. But also kind of edgy, but also just be mundane. Um, and so I think with the score, it wasn't yeah. anything interesting. What, what I thought about this is, I mean, obviously the music is the music, right? Yeah. Um, throughout the movie, you have to feature Queen's music, which is not uh, much more difficult than going through their catalog and making yeah, sure that... Popping that, in their yeah, CD, yeah. Making sure that the, the, the timeline follows the film, right? Yeah. Um, I think where the, you know, the... Uh, whoever did the score may come in is choosing the right music for the the, the scene and, and making sure it it aligns right um as as they're telling the story i'm sure there are a lot of scenes that they cut out that featured music uh, i wonder how closely the person who did the score worked with like the producer the director to make sure that all right, hey we're th- we're going to tell this story for, at this moment in time here you know what? You know when they're at the studio and they're performing, uh, or they're putting together songs that are going to be going on their first album. What music are they performing? Why maybe perform this song over the other? Yeah. Like little things like that, right? Yeah. I'm sure. Again, Queen has a ton of hits. Yeah. So through and throughout this movie, they only feature a few of those hits. Why those particular songs? 
Well, I would think because they're, they're the biggest songs. Like, I mean, yes, like obviously the, the more popular songs, but even throughout the movie, like the songs that I personally have never heard or I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. I know another one bites us. I know uh, I've heard of Bohemian Rhapsody, but I've never actually heard the, the song or the, the. If you watch the, uh, did you watch the Suicide Squad trailer? I try to forget. <laughs> no, the tra- the Suicide Squad trailer was actually really good. The movie is hot garbage, but yeah. the trailer was actually. Really but you good. know, even if I heard that song, I still wouldn't have known it was Queen. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yeah, yeah or Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, you know, I know um, the "We Will We Rock mm-hmm. You." I, I I know the songs, but I don't. I didn't really know it was Queen. So, again, I just wonder how closely they work together in making sure that the. F- the film aligned with the music that and that aligned with like the era, the genre from which album, mm-hmm. you know, all of those smaller details. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I look at it as two separate things. I, again, I look at it as the soundtrack versus the score. Mm-hmm. I think the soundtrack was just, it, it was always going to be what it was. Like it's, it's queen. Like yeah. you're just going to play it to shit ton of queen songs. Um, then the score is, you know, all the like the little riffs, you know, during like intense moments, happy moments, sad moments, you know. Um, and I don't sometimes I like adventure in that realm where yeah. they hit you with some shit that like doesn't like you wouldn't think vibes with the scene, but mm-hmm. somehow it works with it. You know, that's like organic to it, not just like a cookie cutter. This is what you want to play when somebody's happy. This is what you want to play when somebody's sad. Like I, I, I like that. That That is like the easiest as well as almost like more correct route to go but it's not what it gives it like adventure like it doesn't it doesn't make you think like oh shit like something different's happening here i don't know what's going on right now in this scene but something it's making me feel something different than the usual like beat yeah um and i think that i look to the score more often than not to see if a movie's trying to be a little different than not you know yeah. i think you're right there was uh, no adventure there there yeah there was just yeah. it was kind of like really like mundane and, and I, as as we do these press plays i'm trying to pay more attention to that because I know whenever we get to this, the music we're always just like ah, that's cool <laughs> so I'm trying to have like something yeah. more to the, say yeah. the movies that are heavily focused on music you know we, I've definitely paid more attention but I, you're right I want to do that in those films that aren't about music that yeah those movies that aren't a star is born a bohemian rhapsody so yeah yeah uh so uh so what do we think uh where do we think this this ranks in the contender for the uh the oscar situation now that we've uh we've went through it thoroughly and we uh we we, we watched and it's still pretty fresh in our minds uh i mean i think this is definitely a press play like when, and this is where i go back to um or the conversation we had earlier about what is movie of the year and what's not right or film of the year and what's not I have to say that if I were to watch any of these movies a second time, the only movie I would watch a second time would be Bohemian Rhapsody. Hmm. Um, really interesting. Uh, a Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Nah, you, I, I've, I've seen it. I saw it. I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the Netflix film that we watched. Uh, Roma. Roma. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I've seen it. You know, I'm good with it. Uh, Black Klansman. I can see that again. I thought that was an interesting film. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody I would definitely watch this movie again and, and I think that kind of goes into choosing film of the year while one may be the score might be incredible the the cinematography might be incredible the acting is great but entertainment value I think has to play a role in that right which movie 
had those elements, but you'd want to watch more than once. Yeah, with Shakespeare in Love, does that have a rewatchability factor? Nah. <laughs> and somehow that won the Oscar. Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> Not watch, uh, a lot of Gwyneth uh, Paltrow movies I would have watched. Yeah, again. no, you just go, those are one, uh, you, you, they're basically the American pie of, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is the American pie of actresses. You see, when she, if you see her movie once, you're pretty much done. You don't, you don't need to go back for the second night. Um, I would say that where this ranks for me, uh, I've watched, uh, there's eight movies up for Best Picture. I've watched six of them. I would say that this ranks probably middle of the pack. This is somewhere in the middle for me. I think uh, I think Black Panther was a more adventurous movie than this, although that's still kind of basic. Um, Black Klansman was clearly, I think that's a superior movie to this. Vice, I think, is a superior movie to this. Roma, I think, is a superior movie to this. It's kind of between this and A Star Is Born. I kind of, and I, I think it's a weird that I um, put those on the same level because they're both, you know, um, more musically inclined. But, um, but yeah, I would, I would put this between A Star Is Born and uh, and Bohemian Rhapsody. So when I say middle of the pack, I just mean actually kind of at the end of the pack um, for what I believe is uh, the hierarchy of. Uh, of uh, Oscar movies, um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I don't, I, I, it's I, tough. I, yeah. I think this year the category is tough in general. I mean, like you said, Vice, yeah, great movie, so. uh, Black Klansman, great movie. I think all of those are decent movies, but I don't think the choice is tough for me. For me, I'm I, like I've been sold since the, and again, I I think the pr- uh, proofs in the pudding. Before I even knew what the Oscar nominations were, I said, oh, yeah. I mean, this I, has I, to I think be as it. soon like, as we finished Roma, we were like, wow, you know, yeah. That's, definitely a uh, nominee and 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 now that we've seen the list and we've watched a lot of the other films it's like you know Roma's the winner and and I do think Roma's the winner but now I understand why everybody's Bohem- talking about Bohemian Rhapsody exactly well, I understand hmm. why it is a uh, contender hmm. a close contender yeah it just shows that marketing works on you uh that's what they it's <laughs> not even those that. subliminal I mean, it was just having, <laughs> having had watched the movie yeah now fair enough I can understand that um, okay, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring this uh, episode to a close. I think we uh, gave you two solid hours um, down here, uh, snot and pouring down my nose. It's cold as shit in the, uh, well, we've never decided on a, a name for the the studio here. I think we were going to go with Studio F, but then we were like, eh, I don't know. Uh, I think we should think hard on that. Yeah. By, by our next show, yeah. we'll have a name. That's Saturday, so that's not that far away. Ugh. <laughs> by Monday <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll think of a name for the studio but I was going to say we're, we're freezing our balls off down here in uh, the, 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 the yet to be named no 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 because I could turn the air on but uh, yeah you don't want all that noise that's a lot of noise a space heater is noisy it's just like that's okay just I'm not, not going to explain to you how audio works alright just a light hum just <laughs> Can't you isolate that noise and edit it out? Can you? No. All right. Uh, all right. Um, what else we got? Uh, yeah. If, if you listen to us this long, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like always, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we really, really genuinely do. I think we, you know, we, I say that cause it's the usual shtick to say at the end of the show, but I, I genuinely, like if you're out there, if you listen to us for two plus hours, 
like I, I really do appreciate that. It's it's a weird thing to talk and have other people like listen. Yeah, and t- like time is valuable it. in and of itself. So, yeah. um, you know, if you if you've dedicated some time to listen to us talk, listen to yeah. two guys in a studio just ramble on, that, and and you actually feel you you were entertained and yeah, and you gained something from it. I mean, we absolutely appreciate you and 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 thank you for listening thank you for continuing to listen thank you for liking and sharing and yeah uh, and sticking with us absolutely uh and on that note i think we'll go ahead and uh wrap this bad boy up uh, we got another one in the books uh yeah we'll be back some other point in time but until then we'll have to use your protocol fade out peace